week or whatever, you were like, oh, yeah, um, I'm kind of running out of things to play. Well, this is the thing, right? I ha- I've told you before, I have too many games to choose from. There's so in many things. Back- in terms of your backlog? Yeah, like I've, pro- I've probably got... I've probably got, I've probably played between 300 and 400 games total. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Across all consoles. And I've probably completed between 50 and 60, maybe. But some of those are going to be too old to play now, aren't they? Uh, I mean, yeah, I actually had, this is the thing, I had a good look probably two days ago. Because I'd, okay. I'd spent like three or four days having a bit of a break. You did you did kind of say to me it'd probably be good I did have a bit of a break. Yeah, just Which I kind grab of, some air. I did agree with. I literally just stopped playing games entirely. And I was like, right, I'm just going to go just relax and watch a TV show or a film or something, which is what I did. Yeah. yeah. And then I woke up, I think, on the 21st. And I was like, oh, I'm like super motivated for a game right now. Like an old game that I, cool. I've been wanting to play but haven't got around to so I had a look through my back catalogue and I found Wolfenstein I was like oh I actually still need to finish this <laughs> and your back catalogue how's it arranged mate have you got everything um, on your cross media bar or what, like how's it how do you keep track of all these games because I've got what, of all the ones I've like you, yeah you never got round to I, it literally is just a matter of looking what I've downloaded, what I've bought in the past, and been like, right, what haven't I, what haven't I completed? <laughs> I don't have like a okay. set out proper list. It's literally just like, look at what I've got. Remember, yeah. like, I have a pretty good memory when it comes to what I've played. Yeah. So I'm just like, did I play that? Nope. I'll play that now then. Okay, and yeah. you, you, I remember when we spoke on the Xbox One when just after it came, or just after this game came out, where the new order first came out right yeah so new order and is you were playing one, it right yeah the first yeah. like reboot from um machine stu machine games yeah machine yeah machine games so yeah uh-huh yeah so yeah you you played that back in 2014 when i was playing titanfall so and you were telling me about the game and stuff yeah so i remember very specifically i left school in 2012 end of 2012 yeah. spent a year and a half two years looking for a job and literally, this game and uh, Watch Dogs came out uh, in the same week, I want to say. Okay, you spent that long getting a job? No way. Yeah, it took me bloody forever. <laughs> I went to so many interviews, it's disgusting. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty sure Watch Dogs came out 13th of May 2014, which is a week before Wolfenstein New Order. And I had them, I bought them both, and I was like, right, I'm going to play these, I'm going to complete them. Um, so I completed Watch Dogs, and literally the second I finished Watch Dogs, I went straight into Wolfenstein, and then I okay. played that and I completed it, and I absolutely loved it. And this was like this is oh my god, I can't believe that was six years ago now. <laughs> so gross. Yeah, it's a bit worrying. Isn't six it? years yeah. ago, I did that, and then I remember Old Blood coming out and learning that it was a prequel to New Order, but it was quite short. Like it wasn't going to be much like longer. Like a DLC, like an expansion, expansion for the game. It was a whole new game, but it was it might as well have been a DLC, to be honest. Yeah. because um, yeah. it really isn't that long. Um, and that's been that's been their plan. They've done that for the second one as well, haven't they? Released the second game, released DLC for the second game, and released um the the, the like an expansion type thing. I don't know. I haven't actually like looked into it too much. I am gonna get round to Wolfenstein what's the new one called? New Colossus, I think it's called. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, you, you haven't played it, that one yet. No, I haven't played it yet, but I have it downloaded. I have. I did actually didn't know this, but I, I looked a little while ago. I, I I got the season pass with it, so I have all the DLC. Yeah. Um. So whether I'll still be interested enough to play the DLC as well, I don't know. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I finished the prequel, and I'm very happy about it. <laughs> did not take yeah. any time though. I finished it in four hours and forty seven minutes. Dude, that is really quick. I think it took me at least six to eight with collectibles. And I got all the collectibles as well. Jesus. Were you following a guide as you went? Yeah, yeah. Didn't how do there. you how do you feel about that style of play with the first time you're playing a game? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Literally that's like <laughs> that's like what I was about to say next. I was like, how do you how do you feel about it? Um uh, that's my preferable way of playing games nowadays. I, any game whatsoever. Any game that has any collectibles and it's very linear. I'm like, right, where's the guide? And I'll follow the guide as I'm going along. Okay. So did you do that for Final Fantasy VII? Remake? No, because there is no guide. Okay, understood. So I literally just played that. I didn't bother with, like, collectibles. As in, because there was no guide because the game was just out? Um, No, some games nowadays don't come with a guide and never will do. Oh, you mean because guides, as in physical guides? Physical guides, yes. I'd say guides that you can follow... There was actually one four seven, but it was more of a trophy guide than anything else. So it was more just like making sure I didn't miss out on any of the trophies as I went along. Yeah. Okay. Um, so my yeah. one concern about that style of play is that if you're playing a very engrossing experience, I know, I, I, know I know I was. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's coming. I know it's coming. The, last, the, the last of Us, right? Okay, the yeah. the thing for me is that the collectible collection i guess mm-hmm. will stunt that experience it's going to put it's going to put breaks it's going to put the thing on hold moreover if you are really into the story it is going to be the case that you're gonna like get into it and then be like oh no i need to get this collectible and then you're also risking yourself of getting put off by the game because you want to get collectibles yeah i will say i used to feel that way a lot probably about mm, nine or ten years ago and then okay. for some reason, something clicked. Um, I don't know. Something just sort of made it. I think the the appeal of actually like getting the collectibles first time round, which just felt nice. But it felt nice enough for me to not get bothered by it, and it it, it just stopped affecting me. Like I didn't that like getting collectibles nowadays doesn't affect my feeling towards the story or anything like that anymore. Because to me, it's just now the way I play games. So to me, it's all like it's to me, it's it's the new normal for me, essentially. Right, I'm with you. Yeah. So, but do you not think there's any confession there in terms of uh, when I collect these, um, you know, collectibles <laughs> uh, throughout throughout the campaign? Mm-hmm. Uh, th- there is some form of okay. For example, the OCD is obviously getting to a point where mm-hmm. you want you need to collect the collectibles as you're going through. Are you against going back and doing them, or you just don't want to waste that time? Yeah, I feel like it is the time thing because you have to play this the chapter all over again. Yeah, I, until, well, until, until you get to do with the collectible. Yeah, exactly. Or like maybe if you've missed every collectible and you you yeah. you're, you're on purpose missing them all and want to go back, you've then got yeah. to play the game twice anyway. So True. you know, I it's it's good because I can just move on to the next thing then. Like let's right. say okay, I yeah. I missed all the collectibles deliberately and want to go back. I've now got to spend another five hours doing it all over again. You know, it's just, yeah, it's sorry, just playing I'm the t- game again, which I don't really want to have to do. 
Sure, sure. I guess, yeah, but also, are you not... So in the back of your mind, while this story's happening, are you not thinking like, oh, I hope I haven't missed a collectible, which in turn is kind of getting in the way of the game? Honestly, it kind of depends on the difficulty of attaining the collectible. Okay. This was a very easy collectible game. Like, there's only technically two sets of collectibles. There's letters and gold. Gold bars. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. There's only... 10 letters and there's 64 gold bars right yeah eight on each chapter and then it's easier than it sounds because i remember doing the collectibles yeah it's like super super easy like yeah honestly you could get every collectible that is very difficult it's very difficult to miss one like the game saves at certain points where if you have missed one and didn't realize it, you can actually like revert back to the um save point and it'll sort of do it like the more more recent checkpoint as long as you haven't gone too far, you can actually go back quite quite away and make it so you haven't missed anything. But I, I think I only did that once, and I freaked myself out. I was like, oh, no, I think I missed one. But then I reverted Fair. back to the checkpoint, and it put me in exactly the right spot I needed to be in. So I think I just got lucky Fair. there. But, yeah. So, yeah, so you finished it. So as someone who finished the New Order many years ago now. Yeah, six years ago. Oh, oh. insane. <laughs> oh wow! Christ. <laughs> um, you finished that six years ago. Did what? Your th- what? Are your thoughts now, Finn? So you haven't played Wolfenstein two or anything past that. Then nope. I to ask. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what do you think of the? What do you think of the old blood? Let's let me put a spoiler bubble around it, Jay. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. We're going to spoil the old blood. Um, so fast forward ten minutes, five minutes, five minutes if you don't want to hear anything about the old Wolfenstein, the old blood, but to be fair, it is fairly old now. So Jay, I mean, please. Six continue. years old. Yeah. Or um, well, almost. I don't know when this one actually came out for a year later. Um, yeah. I think about that. Yeah. yeah. So the, the new order was amazing. And okay. graphically, like it kind of actually like surprised me because I, I love games about world war two. Yeah. And this Wolfenstein is obviously a, a version of world war two. If, if Germany won, right. Yeah. So I love the whole aesthetic. The Nazis. Yeah, I love the whole aesthetic. I love the whole idea of all the technology and you know the brainwashing everything. But I, I don't know if have you played the New Order, the first one. I have. Right, okay. To give me a background for you and the listeners. I've played every Wolfenstein game right, from so this you, reboot thing. So you've played so, two apart as well, from the right? new expansion. I've played two. Right. Okay. So have you played Young Blood? No. Right. Okay. I was, I'm going to bring that up in a little while. Um, oh, hold on a minute. Yeah, no, I'm with you. No, I haven't. No, that's okay. the one one I haven't played. Okay. Um. So yeah, this one. I. So there, was there zombies in the first one? There was not. Right. So that's that's what surprised me. <laughs> yeah. I was so like, that's the oh main twist in halfway through the game. Yeah, that is the main More twist. Than halfway. It's actually like at the end or like the middle of chapter six out of eight. Like, oh, okay. Like all of a okay. sudden, there's just zombies, and I'm like, oh my god, I've been kind yeah. of waiting for this, but was just i was so surprised by it i was like i was i was honestly expecting the end boss to be helga in like the the woman who you know finds all this stuff to be in some sort of like giant mech or something yeah i was expecting i wasn't expecting zombies and when it happened i was like yes like this makes so much sense world war ii zombies okay but i don't want you to I, i don't know if i want you to say or not but I'm okay. guessing there either will or won't be zombies in the second game. 
So think of the old blood as a standalone thing. Okay, good. <laughs> I kind because of wanted it to be on its own. That's kind of what I wanted. I can't remember exactly where, but I'm sure the old blood has a place like before it. It's before you get knocked out. Yeah, it's by the trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely. Yeah. So when that happened, I was like, "Oh, this feels strange, like a bit out of place." But then because the zombie twist happens, <sighs> I think it's very much a kind of write-off, basically. To be honest, I'm like, kind of glad it's hundred percent. Because in this universe, there's a lot of supernatural stuff that happens. Yes, like this correct. universe, all this technology, <clears throat> none of this is, it could have ever existed. This is all. Yes. This is. I love the idea that Wolfenstein <clears throat> is really is like that idea of what the Americans and the British in the real world were thinking the Germans were coming up with. Like they, yeah. were, they were practicing like, like uh, brainwashing and, and reading minds, and they thought they had like psychic super soldiers and stuff. And they yeah. like, brought that to life, and I, I love that so much. And I think that's why the zombies make so much oh, sense, it because it fits within oh. that narrative. Do you know what's weird? Like Zombies, I feel like, have gone slightly out of, out of favour, haven't they? They've sort of been overdone now, haven't they? Correct. Like the last, I'd probably say maybe seven or eight years zombies have done like they've, they've, they're done now right so 360 <laughs> we had zombie after zombie game yeah and then we dead had rising. the walking dead reach its peak yeah um both the tv show and and the games and now it's like i think xbox one we've pretty much seen the death of zombies <laughs> left the dead i mean like all the classics you know are, are okay yeah. but then it's sort of uh, like dead it, island a state of decay you, you, you played that didn't you Yep, State of Decay 2 came out. Like, I didn't play the second ago. one. I played the first one. I was actually kind of surprised they made a second one. I was like, aren't zombies done? Like, it seems strange to me. I'm guessing they did fine, but. I, I played State of Decay 1 for about five minutes, and I got to say, I thought it was pretty broken. Oh, you mean like buggy? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. No, I, I liked the first one. I completed that. That was quite oh, fun. nice. Yeah. The second one, I wasn't. it came out way too late. If they brought it like a year later, I probably would have played it, but it's been like. I think it had been like what four years since the first one came out. At least, yeah, it was quite a quite a while away. Um, but yeah, I feel like I'm I'm weirdly it felt like a refreshing take on zombies, even okay. though it was done in the midst of all the zombie stuff happening. I've now come back to it five years later, but it, it felt it felt okay to me. It didn't feel like it was overdone. It was so small, like it was right at the end of the game. And it was just, it was done in such a way that didn't it didn't go too much into the lore about it. It just said, "Oh yeah, by the way, zombies exist." Here you go. <laughs> like it was done sure. abruptly, but I liked that. I preferred <clears throat> it that way. I think. I think if they made the second game into an all zombie game, it probably wouldn't be very good. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think it was a risky. I think it was a, a creative risk as well. I think that could, yeah, some definitely. players may have played the zombie twist and been like, "Oh, I don't like this at all. This is horrible." Yeah. Where's my um, big mech boss? I don't get this. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, I just want you know pure typical tr- standard. Well, standard Wolfenstein, I guess mm. we could say. But yeah, so you enjoyed it then? I will say. Lastly, my fa- probably my favorite thing about it was the nightmare levels. Oh yeah, I absolutely yeah. love them. I, I love the fact that you can go back and play the original. That's so cool. Yeah, so there's That's a so satisfying. There's like levels in each level where you, I think you sleep on a bedroll or something, don't uh-huh. you? And yeah. you you play the original Wolfenstein, but with it's kind of a hybrid. You're like oh, you play as a three D person, but you're in a two D world. It's insane. <laughs> I love it. I thought it's so yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, super cool, super cool. Uh, one of the best small expansion like games I've played, The Old Blood. 
Oh yeah, no, it's a very it's a very peculiar game. I'm trying to think what other games are like it, where it's a technically a sequel stroke prequel, yeah. but it's a yeah. it's a DLC but also a full game. I mean, we we have lots of expansions like that. You've got uh, Second Son in sorry Infamous First Light or oh, something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, an expansion, like you say, kind of expansion prequel sequel thing. Um, there, there's definitely that de- uh, Dead Rising two or three had the Frank West DLC, uh-huh. um, which is kind of standalone. There, there's definitely those games out there. I think to the scale that you're talking about, less so probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, arguably, Skyrim's DLCs feel standalone sometimes. They're not, but they kind of feel it. Um, yeah, I literally, I'm like searching right now. I can't find a single thing of like games that are came out as entirely new i'm actually sort of like curious what the price was when it first came out it couldn't have been like the, the normal amount it must have been like 20 it was at least, or something right yeah at least 20 quid okay. i would say I'm, i'd be happy with 20, 20 i'd be happy with 20. 24 to 28 something like that i think yeah if it was at least half price that'd be good but well i i always buy uh, any digital game on sale so i i yeah, just have too. no idea the retail prices mm. like you might as well there's so many online sales like you literally might as well and then if you just wait by the time you finish playing whatever you're playing now it it will have it will have come on sale by then i'd say the first six months of the year are the best time to buy a game because you've got sale. you've got january sale you've got spring sale you've got march madness you've got easter like there's so many in that first six months of like we're gonna have a sale on right now. I agree, so but many. I find They're that the Halloween, I find the Halloween Christmas sales are nuts, and then the yeah. New Year's sales are like crazy good. And then there's usually a summer, uh, a yeah, summer sale, true. And usually an, a fall sale or an autumn sale, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. There's almost always a sale. Yeah, on. don't ever look at a game and go, oh, I'll come back, wait for the next sale. Like get it then. Because it'll most likely always stay that price at that point. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So you you've gone back to the world of Wolfenstein. You feel good. You That's enjoyed good. it. That's so so what, what's 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 it like moving forward? Are you, you going to play Wolfenstein uh, two now? Yes, yeah, so it'll be New Colossus next, and I probably won't touch Youngblood to be honest. Yeah, uh, it does not. I haven't looked too much into it, but I th- isn't it like VR or am I completely wrong? Maybe, but it's co-op. Yeah, I think that's the part of it I don't like is the co-op aspect of it. Yeah, I mean, it did not get good reviews. No, I'm looking at the reviews now. They're all definitely either like... It was not well received. 6 out of 10, 3.5 out of 5. Yeah, not good. Not good. One of the reasons that I started playing the new Wolfenstein games is because you rated them highly, and I fancied a first-person shooter that was a little bit different, and it was was well-regarded, these reboots. Mm. So I did the new order, and I was I was impressed. Did the old did the old blood, and I was even more impressed by the twist. Uh-huh. Um, so you know, without giving any expectation in either way for the sequel, I'm excited to hear what you think, Jay. And I won't say anything until we talk next. I think about it. Yeah, there is something that could uh, potentially get in the way of me playing it, though. <laughs> What's that? There's a there's a new game coming out there's actually i'm kind of glad that so square enix are on a bit of a roll at the minute it seems yeah so they've remade a 23 year old game called final fantasy 7 
<laughs> and now they've which done a twenty-four-year-old game called Trials of Mana, which some people may or may not know. It's quite a famous RPG that I only saw, came out I in saw, Japan. I saw the reviews came out the other day, and I did check one out actually. And they're actually pretty good reviews, and I'm very happy about it because I've been looking forward to this game, and I will probably be playing it tomorrow. <laughs> this is the, was the original called Trials of Mana. Uh, yes, the, the the English translation was Trials of Mana. The original Japanese name was something very complicated. Sure, but it's actually the and third what, game in a series of like five or six games. So, and what platform was it originally released on? Uh, PS One, I want to say. Wow. Okay. And yeah, what drove them to remake that remake? So was I, it like the most? Yeah, out of the five or six games out of the series. I think this one was the most loved, I want to say. Like okay. how you'd say that 7 is the most loved out of all the Final Fantasies. It's a similar sort of thing. Okay. Understood. Because it's made by the same people, uh, I think the first game is actually translated into Final Fantasy Adventures or something, even though it has nothing to do with it. Got yeah. I think it's linked somehow, but not quite. It's actually more... Have you ever played the um, the Dragon Quest games? No, but I, so, I do like the look of them. In terms of how it looks and plays, it's very similar to that. So I think that's part of the reason why I want to play it as well. Okay, got cool, yeah. So that's next on your list. Before Wolfenstein 2? <sighs> I think so, yeah. Annoyingly. But there's also another thing that's going to get in the way of that. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> which is the, the Borderlands 3 Mayhem Mode 2.0 update, which comes out today at 5pm. How did you find out the time, Jay? Because I was looking for that yesterday. Well, I th- it's a, it's rumoured to be five. It'll either be five or six because all the other updates that have come out that are this big. Because there's also a new event, the cartel event, I think. The Revenge, gang. Yeah. yeah uh, cartel, all the previous cartel, events have all, have all dropped at 5pm UK time. I'm with you. So it's very, it's possible that it's going to be 5pm. I'm hoping it is because then I can give it a go. So. Yeah, me, I, I, I don't, you know, great that they're adding Mayhem 2.0. I'm sure it will add some more depth to the game. I won't be playing a harder difficulty than Mayhem 1 by right, myself. So I will give you a bit of a bit of a tip. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mayhem, it goes up to Mayhem 10 now, right? Yeah. And the modifiers have all changed. You don't need okay. to reset your position or location to be able to change the modifiers. You can actually manually re-roll. Huh? You can do it in the echo menu now, can't you? Yeah, you, so you, can actually re, you can manually re-roll all the modifiers to get what, each ones. one. Yeah, to get. Well, I think it's like all four at the same time, or all two at the same time. Okay, but yeah. that's like that blows my mind that I can now re-roll for what I want. Like it's so going to make it take... easier and harder at the same time. Yeah, so you could roll for ones that are in your 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 character your uh, build's favor. Yeah, so the way they've done it is. Every every mayhem mode has an easy modifier, which gives you a beneficial modifier. And then the higher you go up from one to ten, the more frequent you get either a medium, a hard, or a very hard modifier. Okay. There's actually like a, a list, but obviously I can't show that, so you have to look that for yourself. Um, but mayhem six and above is where you get all the special loot. So if you, as long as you stay on six, you should be fine. What's the new special loot? Uh, so there's only there's there's new I want to say six or eight new legendaries that are available because yeah. of this update because yeah. of the cartel and I think basically what they said is the higher your mayhem the better version of that legendary will drop 
So if you get okay. the drop on, on Mayhem 1, you get like the base level of the Legendary. But if you get it on 10, you get the best possible version of that of that weapon. Yeah. So I think that's the plan. I'm going to try and do everything on Mayhem 10 now. <laughs> wow. I'm going to try and, try and farm some, uh, some weapons that I like to use, I think. Do we know how big the update is in terms of gig? <sighs> no. I can't imagine okay. it's going to be that big. Probably like, I don't know, 8 gig maybe? Yeah, I'd say around between, that. Between um, five that's and ten. I want to say. I mean, it could what, be like uh, less than that. I don't know. It could be three. Sure. What? Know. What? I'm excited. I'm excited for the cartels event. Actually, <laughs> what are you, are you going to play the cartels event or? I think I will because actually around for six weeks. Jesus. Uh, up until middle of June, I want to say. Um, well, the start right. of June. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've seen what the reward. I haven't actually seen what the rewards look like the challenges but i'm hoping they're going to look cool enough for me to want to play the, the thing so I don't know. yeah hopefully there's some uh, i think there's only certain legendaries you can get as part of the event so i might try and do that i don't know okay cool i'll check it out I'll try yeah it. i mean i'll definitely play the cartels event i'll play with it until i get bored probably an hour or so yeah um yeah so that's cool well mm. jay I've got some very exciting things to talk about. Good, today. I want to hear about this. Very exciting. So last week, I fi- I can't remember if I did. I finish Skyrim by the time we recorded. Yeah, I want to say. Uh... No, I think I was like one achievement away. So I finished Skyrim. Yeah, okay. Skyrim is hundred percent achievements completed. That's insane. The weight, the weight has been lifted. I bet the. Every time I look at Skyrim now, there is no longing. Oh, wish I'd done. Like, it's done. It's finished. I'm never playing that game again. I mean, I might play again, but Honestly, like, I'm I not going to. I can safely say I'm never going to finish that game. Like, I know how much it's going to take. I know how much it's going to take, and I can't do it. I really can't. I figured out, Jade, that I put in at least another 100 hours to finish no, no, all the I'm achievements. Not I'm not doing that. There's no way. <laughs> it didn't feel like it. It didn't uh, no, feel it like does. it. It never does. But it, it, I put in some. I put in more time than I thought I did. Yeah. To be, to be honest with you, yeah, yeah. on that game. So I finished Skyrim, and as we've discussed. Another spoiler warning for a very oh, recent game. Oh, this is, this is a lot Please, recent, if yeah. you haven't played Fallen Order and you like games or you like Star Wars, skip the video by 10 to 15 minutes. I'm going to give you a few seconds to do so. And we won't spoil... Um, well, we might spoil everything, but we're going to spoil things. So please fast forward if you haven't played so, it and you're interested so in playing You it. haven't finished it yet, then? I have every achievement on Fallen Order. Okay, good. 
it's pretty I started easy, the game <laughs> i started the game on last friday or saturday uh, it's now wow, thursday yeah, and i finished it i finished it yesterday or the day before i think it's about I think how long the day it took before. me actually about four or five days dude i love this game it's good huh oh to be honest, i just kind of like i'm trying to remember I'm like because i played it when it actually no i think i actually played it before the start of this year but i can't actually remember too much of what went on i can remember quite probably quite a bit you might have to do you mind? Do you mind oh, if I, Jay? Do you mind if you just let me ramble for about ramble, six to eight minutes? Go, go, go. I'm just going to give my thoughts, and then we can discuss it. Okay. Go, go. So, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. A lot of expectation. A lot of people said quite a lot of high things about this game. I left it a few months after release. I'm hoping that all the bugs and things were fixed by the time I played it. I was wrong. We'll talk about that later. Oh. So I start playing the game. I know it's a third-person action game. I've seen a trailer. I've seen the first gameplay reveal. I didn't want to look at anything else. Uh, the combat looked a bit interesting when we first saw it in the E3 re- uh, reveal. Um, but So you start on this scavenger planet. Uh, I can't remember the name. And it's basically the Empire breaking down all of the ships that were destroyed during the Clone Wars. And I was like, this is awesome. And you play as Cal Kestis, and he's like a Jedi in hiding on this planet. And uh, the Empire, you know, story, you know, Empire finds him. He's got to fulfill his destiny, all that, all that good stuff. And there is about four or five planets that you explore. And I loved every planet. I loved the new planets. I loved the enemies. And I love the combat and exploration. In short, for me, it fulfills that God of War hole of being a narrative type Metroidvania type third person action game, but with the combat of Dark Souls. And I'm not afraid to say that because I know that a lot of people, perhaps me and Jay included, we do escape that, oh, it's got that Dark Souls element. But to be honest with you, if the influence is there, it's there. You can't deny it. So that is a, a massive emphasis on the combat, which really surprised me. I heard whispers that that, that this this kind of combat was difficult, and I guessed it would be similar to that from the E3 reveal. But after playing it, I'm very surprised by how similar it is to the point where there's meditation points which respawn the enemies, refill your health. So that was a that was a surprise to me, but I think it works in the game's favour. The way the game's designed is that it does feel like it was designed to get the most out of the player for the minimum amount of content. And I'll explain what I mean. There's a lot of backtracking because it is a Metroidvania and there's a lot of collectibles to get, which is great. I love it. Um, but it does, again, it does mean that the level designers haven't got to design new areas. Like they do design little new areas, but they haven't got to do 10 planets. They've only got to do five because you're going back to these different planets and exploring different bits for story points and for collectibles. Secondly, the combat is designed. So it is difficult. I complete it on Jedi master because I am a Jedi master and that's the second hardest difficulty. And the combat is designed to be difficult and to slow the player down and to take time. And that, while that does help you appreciate every enemy, and killing stormtroopers never gets old. Everything, like the stormtroopers look great, the scenery looks great, and the, com- the combat being hard means that you appreciate every encounter and it feels special. And it fulfills that hole which I had with the Dark Souls series, which is that it's not fun, it's not fast enough, 
playing with a lightsaber and it being a bit more faster and way easier compared to the Soul series completely solves that problem for me. I never found it too difficult. I liked respawning and trying to kill these bosses. I never considered turning down the difficulty. I knew that I just had to get better. And I think that's a testament to how the combat is designed. Deflecting a blaster bolt from a stormtrooper was a 10 out of 10 feeling every single time. And like turning on your lightsaber, being able to control a lightsaber was 10 out of 10 every time. It was it was perfect. Now, the story elements, I think by the time the ending hit, I was involved with the characters and I appreciate the characters and I like the characters quite a bit. I don't think the story is necessarily a 10 out of 10 well-written game or characters per se. I had some issues with how some of the lines were delivered, how some of the lines were written. However, I think it ultimately delivers on liking the characters and delivering a really good Star Wars story. I don't think it's up there, but I think to be blunt about it, there will be a sequel. I'll be shocked if there isn't a sequel. And I think this game will be perfected by the second or third game in this series. And I think that they will improve on the story. I don't think Respawn has been known for their stories. They've been known for their triple A qualities, 10 out of 10 A star uh, gameplay mechanics. And I think that they deliver on that aspect here. Aside from, and I have to emphasize this, the numerous amount of game-breaking bugs and glitches that I encountered while playing this game. Four months from launch, if not five. I, at multiple occasions, two occasions I fell through the map, didn't stop falling. That was late in the game. That was after I finished the main story and I was mopping up collectibles. I had texture pop-ins real, real bad. I looked online for some solutions and it said, uh, uninstall some games that you're not playing on your internal hard drive and hopefully that will help load it. I did, reluctantly, because I don't actually have that much on my hard drive. I had about 100 gigs free while I'm playing through the game and it had issues even then. So I uninstall Borderlands 3, which, again, inconveniences, I've now got to reinstall it for this new update. And it did seem to help the texture pop-in. I had loading issues. The loading screens are too long. They're like at least 30 seconds. They're really long. I had, there's a bit in the game, which, uh, yeah, uh, you drive, you, you go to Kashyyyk, you land, you're, dr- you're climbing on this AT-AT with the vines as it's approaching this rebellion in the water. And it is like incredible moment. So I get in the AT-AT, it controls beautifully. I'm like, this is, this is unbelievably good. And then Forrest Whitaker's character just comes on the screen out of nowhere mm. because of the, he, didn't, he didn't load in properly. And I was like, well, that's just completely taken me out of this game. And I am trying to, 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 to compare, just dive my entire mind into this game and him just coming out of nowhere. Like as in, as in I didn't see him swing onto the, onto my, onto my screen. He just appeared because of the loading issues took me out. And there was a couple occasions like that. And that breaks my heart because aside from that, the game is doing everything it does so well. And I think I'll finish with the ending to the game Again, spoiler, please skip if you haven't played. I'm giving you a last chance. Darth Vader appears at the end. It is one of the best moments I have ever played in a video game. Mm. You, you're at the end and you're about to see this this 
climax between this master and this apprentice. <sighs> and then unbelievably, I hear Darth Vader's breathing and I'm like, no way, no way. And my eyes light up. I've got chills. I've got chills talking about it. And you see the lightsaber and I'm like, no way. And then you just see him completely tear apart this Imperial base. He has never felt so powerful. They completely, um, they fulfill his, they fulfill the fact that he is the most powerful force user on the planet, in the galaxy, ever. He is tearing apart. He is pushing stormtroopers out of the way. He doesn't care. He wants to kill you. And he's doing everything in his power to do so. And it is one of the best moments in games I've ever played. Well done, Respawn. It was an incredible moment. And I'm f- again, Respawn is one of the best development studios in gaming right now. They make some of the best, they've made, if not the best first person mechanics I've ever played. This sequel is going to be better. It's going to be a 10 out of 10. If EA give them enough time and money, which I hope they do, it shocks me that EA have made a statement saying, oh, we appreciate, oh, well, at least rumours that, we- oh, yeah, the game sold better than we thought or as good as we thought. I'm like, really? A single player Star Wars game sold well? Who would have thought apart from every single Star Wars fan on the entire planet? Like, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that everyone wants to play a single player Star Wars game, Okay. EA, you have sincerely effed up your Star Wars license. You have cancelled two or three games, single-player games from Star Wars. They would have all sold above 5 million copies. That I will bet £10 on. Why £10? I haven't got anything else to my name. You've, <laughs> you've sincerely effed up. This is the course of the right direction. You put the right studio into the right sort of game and they made a great game. Now do the same with Bioware and make Knights of the Old Republic 3 before I kill myself and make sure that you stay on this course. I love this game. I don't have an issue with the fact that I completed it in a few days. It's mainly because I'm off work and I have the time. I really, really enjoyed this game. I think everyone, Star Wars fan, should play it. For what it's worth, I don't think this is worth a, you know a worthy statement. I don't like comparing games to this, but if I played this game in 2019, it would have probably been my favorite game of that year. Mm. I love this game, Jay. I've I've said enough. I think I've, I've <laughs> let you. Yeah. What What do you think? I agree with a lot of what you said, um, but I actually got quite lucky when it came to playing this game. I didn't experience a single glitch problem or anything i think the only thing that i ever got affected with was probably like one one pop in of like a loading thing and that was it okay i think i just i just lucked out to be honest i want to (laughs) say so i looked up the issues and Mm. first thing i want to say is again if red dead 2 can run perfectly on my old xbox one anything can secondly i think it is uh from what i could read online a console by console basis so some ps4s are going to have issues so others aren't my brother didn't have any issues and you've both played on ps4 which now makes me think oh my god i should have bought an xbox one x just to play this game but apparently people have had issues on ps4 pro so i really don't know and to be honest with you the game should be you know finished enough that i don't encounter these bugs on no matter on what platform you play it on 
but I have to say it does sound like the Xbox version is less stable than the PS4 version. And that makes me very sad because I then think, well, Xbox, do you want me to sacrifice my investment in your ecosystem and buy these games on PS4 moving forward? If that's a more stable platform, if I can rely on the trophy system more, as we talked about last week, mm. does that mean you want me to play all my third party games on your system? On, on sorry, on PS4? Because I will, you know, if, if, you, if you can't, go on. Yeah, no, I think we spoke about it before, didn't we? I think that was actually a big reason as to why I've sort of transferred most of my games now onto PlayStation. Because whenever I had a problem with a game, it always happened either more often or or not at all. Like it happened more often on Xbox and then not at all on PlayStation. Like if I get a game um, on PlayStation, I'm so surprised. Like it's usually the game's fault. It's not usually the console's fault. Yeah. Whereas if I yeah. get it on Xbox, it usually feels more of like the console's fault. Like it can't quite. And you, up. I know what you're saying. And you've got a PS4 standard model. Uh, yeah, it was that sort of like special edition one. So I guess it's the more newer one. It's not like pro or anything. It's like standard, like, you know, yeah. normal PS4, but it's a more like recent. Like a slim or something. Yeah, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. So um, I think I agree with you uh, in terms of the being able to run better on PS4. Mm. Do you think that it's because game developers are optimizing the PS4 version because they know that at the end of the day, you're looking at triple, if not quadruple, the number of people playing their third-party games on PS4 compared to Xbox. I don't. I mean, that's just, you know, that's definitely a a possibility. I doubt it, but it's it's a possibility, yeah. I mean, okay. I think this is also part of the reason why there's a lot more and better exclusives on PlayStation. Because that people have probably yeah. realised this and gone, oh, we could probably get a better. Like, imagine being a game developer and being Xbox exclusive, and then because the game can't run as well on an Xbox versus a PlayStation, you're having more problems with your game. Your game's going to get so much bad of a rap that it's probably actually not going to sell as well. Versus, you know, being PlayStation exclusive, all runs fine. Well, hey, say I was a great game, did a lot better than it should have, right? Yeah, I feel like if you're a smart developer, you're probably going to go with PlayStation over Xbox. Yeah, hundred percent. Just a quick little fact thing for you while we're here. Yeah. So Jedi, try. Do you know the number of how much Jedi Fallen Order has sold? Eight million, at least eight million. Yeah, so it's eight million in January. Okay. And they projected ten million by March, so it's past that point now. So I reckon they're probably somewhere between eight and ten million, if not more. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. That's, That's so good. And I, I, you did say a little while ago that EA sort of like mucked up with their license. Yes, I they've had it since about 2013, I think. I think this has solidified the fact that they might have a, a chance at doing well with it in the future. Don't you think? Yes. Like if, if I if, hope so. If if any game proves to you know the world that EA can actually do something with Star Wars, it's this. If they honestly, I'm, I'm the second Jedi Fallen Order is gonna is probably gonna sell so well. Yeah, like it's gonna do so so well. Yeah, really well. And, and it, go on. It's also probably gonna boost the sales more of this one because people who didn't play it initially are gonna go, oh, people are hyping over this. I've got to go play the first one. <laughs> yeah, probably. Like, it's probably. gonna it's gonna do insane for both of them, I reckon. And uh, the thing that frustrates me, Jay, is that. 
they've had it for this long. Mm. How has it taken them till 2019 to know that we like a single player Star Wars game is going to sell well? And all right, they had some development, but what I mean is just let them finish the game. You're going to get your money back if you don't. All right, fine. Maybe there's some real production issues there, perhaps. But the thing that frustrates me is that maybe this game was made under extreme time constraint, which would explain a lot about the game in terms of my issues with the game, with the bugs, the way the game's designed, the way the combat's designed. Maybe I'm being too harsh on the developers here, and that is how the game, you know, the game is intended, and it it works. I'm, you know, again, love the game. But what I'm saying is, I think if you look at, um, if you look, if you're behind the scenes and you found out the Fallen Order had to be made within two to three years, I wouldn't be surprised. Right. So I, I, have the, I have the facts on that. You ready? Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So Jedi Fallen Order was developed or has been in development since 2014. See, I heard that, and I just couldn't wrap my head around that. No, I, I'm. That's about right. I'd say four between four and five years to get that quality of a game sounds about right to me. Fair enough. Like Fair I enough. like well, I always compare games to Assassin's Creed. Uh, I want to say the either the second probably two or like Brotherhood. Yeah, I seem to remember, or maybe even like Assassin's Creed One. I seem to remember that one of those games was in development for like four or five years. Okay, and obviously the quality of it compared to nowadays isn't as good. But for back then, that was about amount the amount of time you needed to make that quality of a game. Yeah. Yeah. But because obviously the that the quality has risen, you now need about the same amount of time to make just as good of a game to this quality, right? So I'm kind of like, yeah. if anything, like yeah, I, the one thing I want to say that you could literally tie this whole thing up to, like you know, compact it onto one nutshell, is literally that the game development uh, scene is a lot like the the Hollywood scene in that the people who who own all of this seem to think they can, you know, keep their finger in the pie as it were, you know, they want to, they want to change everything and make it to what they think is good, but they have no idea because they're not the people who make the money for them. Do you, think the, do, you, do you think the publishers do get that involved creatively? Well, I'm hoping they don't because if they, some of, as you know, Hollywood has suggested previously is that you get too much involved. If people like that get too involved, they, uh, they tend to not do as well. Hundred percent. Like you need to let creative people be creative. Like let them do what they need to do. Don't tell them, oh no, you should do this. Don't go with what you've been studying for the last 10, 20 years. Yeah. Like I don't know anything. I haven't. I like imagine someone higher up being like, oh yeah, by the way, I have no experience in any of this. But I'm going to tell you what to do. Yeah. Uh, but unless they have maybe some, maybe they think they have experience in it because they've been around for long enough, but they haven't actually done enough or made you know anything themselves from the ground up so they wouldn't know exactly what to say or do but they think they do because they make a lot of money because that's what people who make a lot of money do they think they know everything but then they end yeah, up making a bad product and it's like oh just let creative people be creative and make a good thing which I think is what Jedi Fallen Order kind of was I think they just let them go and like right I think EA had a bit more of a backseat it seems like yeah, definitely. I think- and I agree with you. I think when you get studio involvement, you get a product like Suicide Squad, which is one of the worst films I've ever seen. It's clear that we the studio... We need to talk about that. <laughs> Jay, it's, it's a horrendous film. Yeah. It's horrendous. Yeah, we could talk about that off, I think. <laughs> okay, fair enough. We'll come well, back to that. 
What? Yeah, in terms of you can clearly tell the studio involvement even by the trailers. So it seems more more often than not that when the studios do get heavily involved, it seems uh, a worse for wear. It seems a worse case scenario. You know what for it kind the... of feels like with this? It feels like that the writing team behind most of the more recent Star Wars had a lot more involvement in this, which is why it's better. Yes. Because I, yes. even though a lot of people don't trust the more recent Star Wars writing team, which I partially don't, I do and I don't, because they've got a lot of good ideas and a lot of bad ideas. But <laughs> yeah. from what they have yeah. out of their good ideas, this is, I think, a, a good product of that. I think the writing team had a lot had a bit more involvement than EA had a bit more involvement in this. Sure. EA have really screwed up, I'd say, with Battlefront. In terms of, like, the... Uh... <sighs> Jay, how is it that the Oops. Star Wars Battlefront oh, yeah. 2 that's on backwards compatibility on original Xbox on my Xbox One right now is more fun than the <laughs> one that was released in 2017? Uh, I will say the Battlefront is a very good game in terms of, like, quality of how it looks and plays. It's oh, just, it's, it looks it's, incredible, sounds incredible. Yeah, they did, but, they did a lot of good work. It's a, you can't deny it's a good game. but 100%. But the, the, the one released in like 2005 or whatever it was is just more fun. Yeah, How is that yeah. possible? Uh, that's just nostalgia, I think, at that point. Dude, I, I don't know, man. I played, I play it. Like, I've played Battlefront 2, the older one, recently. And I don't think it doesn't hold up very well. I think I don't think it does graphically, but in uh, terms of gameplay yeah, game and gameplay loop, does, yeah, but not not graphically. Yeah. I don't know, um, but sorry, yeah. So carry on what you're saying. Yeah, just I think EA and have hopefully looked at their previous things and gone right. We'll actually let the people who write Star Wars do have a bit more involvement in this. Hopefully, yeah. So this is all hearsay at this point, but you know, I'm, I'm kind of I'm hoping the next one is equally as good, if not better. Hundred percent. And what what were your thoughts on the game, mate? Give me some of your standout, you know, thoughts, takeaways. Kind of Did you tell, like the characters? Yeah, I could kind of tell where you were coming from when you were explaining it. You had this very similar type of excitement for it that I did at the time. I think the one big thing, the one thing that I think a lot of Star Wars fans want is let me be a Jedi. Yes, right? that is the one thing that I think every Star Wars fan has in common. Is that? Oh yeah, yeah. By the way, if you let me be a Jedi and let me control my my, I mean, the, the fact they let you customize a lightsaber to that degree, my God! Like that's what I've. That is the thing. Ever since I was like ten years old, I've always wanted to do is just to make 100%. my own lightsaber. Give me the opportunity 100%. to make it and make it be my own. Like oh God! Like yeah, yep. literally, it was perfect. I think this game, you couldn't have improved. Like again, it's one of those things that you couldn't improve on it that much more. To be honest. I yeah, the, the only on. way you could really improve on this game is if it was bigger. Exactly. If it. there was more of what's there. <laughs> if there yeah, was more exactly. Planets, if it, you know, and the one thing I do love about this is it's actually canon. Yes. Like this Star Wars story is part of the Star Wars story. Yes. And it actually takes place. I don't know. Have you have you watched The Mandalorian? <laughs> I haven't. No. Okay, it won't spoil anything, but it takes place in between Mandalorian and Episode Nine. This game. This game, yeah. No, dude, it's between Episode Three and Four. No, 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 no. Jedi Fallen Order happens before. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. It happens before Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I read that wrong. <laughs> so Jedi, cool. Jedi Fallen Order it takes place five years after Anakin becomes Darth Vader. So it's yeah, it's five oh. years after Run to the Sith. 
There yeah, we go. So it's in between. Right. You're right. It is in between three and four. I read that wrong. I'm not sure. I like Sir or whatever her name is. Like, and um, Who, yeah, I, I'm not. Hang on. I, I forget names. It's been a while. <laughs> she well, she's the main woman who like assists you, and then you've got the uh, the small alien guy who I've also forgotten the name. Of. Oh, Sid, <laughs> they? Yeah, yeah, okay. Sid, yeah, she. I don't like. I got halfway through the game and I was like. Do I is she cool? Like, do I like this character? I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, it took me a little while too. She yeah, kind of, I kind of felt she she's said a bit fishy to me, a bit like she has like an ulterior motive. Yeah, which I guess she kind of does. So but, there was um, Grease, Grieve Dritus. Yeah, see, he ended up being my favorite. Well, apart from BD One, yeah. who is one of the best droids of any Star Wars fiction ever. So uh, the thing I loved about Grease is you actually. Uh, the thing I loved about the whole all the characters in this is you find out so much about their backstory. Yeah, like but I'd say, like, like loads, like absolutely tons. Yeah, I'm so happy about that. Yeah, but I think I think they do a good job of you know you feel like you're involved with the characters by the end. And then there was Night Sister Merin. She's really cool. Who again, like her backstory is brilliant. Like I loved all of it. I'm actually kind of glad they brought in the Night Sisters. I've been waiting for them to bring in the Night Sisters for a long time. Yeah, that was nice awesome. As have been talked about in a lot of previous uh, Star Wars material in the past, and they've done a lot of detail about it, but they haven't. There hasn't been a three D representation like this in a very long time. Yeah, but they did a lot of the animation in the Rebel stuff, but that was all kind of like you know background talk or whatever. So yeah, yeah, you know it was really cool. Um, mm. If it's a yeah, and if it's all right, Joe, I would like to move on unless you want to say something else about Fallen Order. Nope. I think that's it. I just wanted to mention about some more sales of some games for some certain things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, has now surpassed the highest sales in a, in its opening weekend for a PS4 exclusive or PlayStation exclusive. That, yeah, so, see, that's shocking because Spider-Man is in that category. So, yeah, it was God of War originally with 3.1 million copies. Yeah. And then it was Spider-Man with uh, 3.3 and Spider-Man went on to sell about like 12 million or oh, something ridiculous, ridiculous now but in terms of opening weekend it was 3.3 yeah and now Final Fantasy has 3.5 million in three days so open weekend I can't see the figures being as high as Spider-Man though a long term Final Fantasy 7 remake I think if you wanted the remake you would have bought it Oh yeah, no, I kind of agree. I, I I wonder what the sales are now. Actually, that'd be really interesting to know. But definitely really interesting, especially considering so many people wanted it. You know, are they gonna? Are they gonna? Uh, what would you call it? Uh, what would you call it? Like, see where their mouth is. What's the talk where their mouth is? Uh, money where their the mouth, mouth is. But that's it. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Yeah. So I guess we'll see. And then I finished Fallen Order. So now I am waiting for Modern Warfare 2 Campaign Remastered to come out on Xbox One. Hopefully that has no technical issues. I'm going to go with that. what, sorry? Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remastered uh, Campaign. Right. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Waiting for that to come out. I've pre-ordered that. I just treated myself. So I've got that installed, ready to go. I'll play Borderlands 3 um, DLC, or, you know, free update, as we said. And I'm currently doing Red Dead 2. I am back in it. I am 100% wow. going to get all the achievements. It's just a case of how quickly, basically. And the answer to that is not very. Okay. 
yeah, it's um, it's a stressful time, Jay. I won't lie to you. It's uh, I'm having that Dark Souls effect where I'm getting put off because I'm not having you know fun in quotation marks. Mm-hmm. But then I do think that part of completing a game is going through trials and tribulations. Okay. So, like for example, I've played the same mission four times trying to get a gold medal, and I've now got a replay after we finish recording to try and get the gold medal again. Yeah, so yes, yes, it's starting to become a bit of a like, oh, I, I don't, I don't know if I can do this type of situation. Yeah, I'm constantly in back and forth. I'm constantly like, I can't find this bird. I'm not going to be able to finish this game. And then I find it, and I get like a slither of hope again. And then I get stuck on a mission, and then I do the mission, and then I it like, you know, I get another sliver of hope. Mm. Yeah, no, that's kind of where I am with Final Fantasy VII at the minute. We're doing the challenges. <laughs> Just sort of like, right. I don't know if right. I can do this anymore. I've, I've tried it for like too many times for me to like think i'm probably going to improve anymore yeah yeah, yeah. which is a bit of a bummer really and i can see so how you, it would you be finished you. That now? like no. have you finished <laughs> oh you mean like not going to do it anymore you mean yeah yeah i think i'm not going to come back to that i don't think okay yeah okay and you Jared, i know because we talked about it but uh we forgot to mention you finished final fantasy 13 yes Applause, everyone. Applause. Yes. That's, you finally finished that. It only took you 11 years. Yeah, it took me 11 years and, and 37 hours or so. <laughs> yeah, in fact, it was, it was just, it was more than Final Fantasy 15. I can't remember how long it took me to do 15 now. Is it 41 hours? I can't really remember now. Um, I think you said about 47 hours. I think it was forty one, but then I did forty seven because I like grinded some more. But yeah, I think I've so I've, it took me about thirty seven hours to do this, and then I I did a lot of grinding after the fact to see how much how many more trophies or achievements I could get, and probably put another ten hours in. So, yeah. so sorry, how many hours was it? So thirty seven to complete, but about forty seven yeah. at the minute, just because I've done a lot of grinding. Have you have you finished with the grinding as well, or uh, no? I'm at a point now where I have to kill a certain boss to have it drop a, an item that will allow me to get double experience. <laughs> but I can't kill it. It's taken me a while. Is it the cactus? Um, no, it's something called. Oh, I can't remember what it's called now. It's uh, it's the one that drops the. It's mission fifty five, and it drops something called the growth egg. Got yeah. Yeah. So once I get that, I can start getting double experience, which is nice. Just a quick one, Joe. Um, going back to Wolfenstein, what difficulty mm. do you play on? Because I find the game stupidly hard, so I just play the easiest one. Uh, I did it on normal. Okay, fair. Uh, I think I played the first one. I played New Order on easy. I played this, this, you know, Old Blood on normal, but I'm probably going to play the Colossus probably on easy as well. Because it actually did get hard. <laughs> Even on normal, I was like, this is a bit annoying. Yeah, so um, to give you a bit of an idea, Jay, on the sequel, yeah. uh, mine at Lieben difficulty, which is the highest difficulty on the game, 0.01 people played this game and got that achievement for finishing the game on that difficulty. Well, I don't know if this will have the same thing, but both the New Order and Old Blood have a glitch where if you play the last chapter on the highest difficulty, it counts as the whole game. Yes, you're right. Yeah, which I did on the first game, which is why I think I got 100% on that game. 
Oh, see, do you know what happened for me on that game? I did half the game on... No, not half. I did like three or four chapters on the hardest difficulty mm-hmm. and I got sick of it. So I um, went to like normal or whatever and uh, the hardest difficulty one popped. Yeah. that was. I thought that was incredible. I was like, oh, thank you very much. So I, It's I, like the I, opposite of a glitch. I don't know if they've patched it out of the second one though. There's definitely a chance they have. So once I look at the the, road, the trophy roadmap, I'll have to let you know about that. Okay, yeah, please do, mate. Yeah, I, do. I didn't really want to have to do it for this old blood, though. I could have done it by now, but I, I can't be asked. So. <laughs> Even though Fair. it's like very short of a chapter, I just didn't want to have to go back and do it again. Yeah, I just it's funny, actually. I'm just looking at Wolfenstein 2 achievements that I never got, so I might I might actually go back myself and do yeah, a bit of it's, if that if that is the, the part, then you'll, you only have to do the last bit. On or the last possible mission on on the hardest difficulty. Oh yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think that it, it, you can do that because then more players would have had that achievement. Yeah, you're probably right. Either that, or they but, don't know about it. By the way, well, they don't. I, mean, know about I will it. say that both New Order and Old Blood had the, the end game bosses. There's all. I don't know what is the thing. But there's always one position if you stand in, you can defeat the boss without ever getting hit. In both games? Yeah, both games, which is how I finished the first one. Huh. And how I did the second one as well. I sort of stood in this one place and just shot from there. I, was like, I didn't get hit once. That's cool. As in the old blood? Yeah. Got you. Yeah. I don't okay. know why, but people always seem to find them somehow. So whether that's the same in, in the second one, I don't know. I have to find out. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Jay, it's time for Breaking News. Nick have like important a, things to discuss. It could be like an Anchorman type situation. I did, yeah, I think I did a bit of that last week. Like, uh, okay, so good morning, San Diego. Wow. Oh yeah, good morning, Hales Owen, or good afternoon. Wow, in sunny West Midlands. Okay, cool. So I'm gonna, you know, quick news story for me this week. Um, so Jason Shrive from Kotaku, he has left. Kotaku. Mm-hmm. He's gone to Bloomberg. He is, I would say, the number one games journalist right now in the industry in terms of being able to uncover stories and uh, revelations behind the scenes. I think he knows more contacts than anyone else. So he's moved to Bloomberg. Basically, you can go read his post, but 
something happened with Kotaku's parent company last year and they fired someone which made him want to move on essentially. So he's moved to Bloomberg now. So we'll see what else he does. But I thought it would be worthy to just bring that up and, uh, you know, discuss his move, I guess. It's, um, I mean, yeah, I wasn't expecting it, but obviously he's had this in mind for a while now. So, yeah. Oh, Jay, have you, I'm sure you've read some Jason Schreier articles, haven't you, um, over the years? Well, that's the thing. Like, how do I explain it? Uh, there's sort of like a, a community on, on the internet who find a lot of games journalism to be uh, quite difficult to uh, read or think is uh, fact or think is like good enough to be worthy of being around, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. I, I sort of, I don't like necessarily agree with these people. But I, it's sort of like given me this sort of like almost a bit of a barrier between reading certain things nowadays. In terms of you trying to cut down the opinion bias, political. Yeah, I think people. that's what it is. It's like even with like people like IGN, the amount the opinions I hear of some of these people are insane to me. <laughs> I completely agree. Like it's it's kind of like how could this person be allowed to? write this on the internet like how is this how is this possible like you know so i think that in a jokey way so for example if someone thinks that you know mario super mario odyssey is the best mario game i'm like well all right let me rephrase that if any mario game is a 10 out of 10 you know i laugh but then i think there's a serious side which you're hit you which you're talking about which is like uh, some absolutely ludicrous headlines such as how you know a recent dead or alive game is uh no that's an obvious example i think that's right that's right do you remember when kingdom come deliverance came out mm-hmm. there were some gaming journalists out there who decided to write about how historically inaccurate it was and racist and stuff and for me one like their hit pieces and two for me it's a case of is that really the type of content you want to produce yeah. and publish? And do you think that's going to make the world a better place? Mm. Is what I'm, obviously they do. I yeah, guess no, that's I, why they publish it. I agree. But I have to question that. What did you have some in mind, Jay? Not like no, persons in articles per se, but no, no, perhaps, really. I mean, I mean, there's probably yeah. I think the biggest thing for me is the sort of the PC brigade, as it were. Yeah. Like people yeah. nowadays, especially in games journalism tend to skew their opinions or the things they write about towards, well, is this game racist and how can I bash it? (laughs) Yeah. Is this this game too sexual and how can I bash it? Is it too sexual because of this and how can I, you know, I think a lot of it, I think it's weird. Like it's almost like people feel the need to protect other people from From themselves. Right. There's a very fine line between artistic you know, uh, decisions and something being blatantly either racist or sexist or whatever. Right? I I can't imagine a developer of a game being like, right, I'm sexist, I'm racist. How can I make this game? Uh, you know, show that, <laughs> show that me, this one developer. How can I show that you know, I'm this? Right? You, I don't think you'd ever want to out yourself too much. That sort of thing, right? So I yeah. think when anyone does anything that may be perceived as such, it's an artist. It must like 
it, it seems like an artistic choice, right? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of artistic choices are usually made either because they are in themselves part of the story, the lore, the history, you know, any of that kind of stuff, or the, the, the aesthetic of a game. And it can also be about how people want to want, how the developers want their audience to perceive the game in such a way they want to buy it more. So as all we all know, as we all know, sex sells. So you know anything sexual is going to be, especially yeah. for this community, because this community is mainly men between eighteen and forty, probably, right? If not younger, if not younger, yeah. and if not older, right? It's usually men. I say that the large audience of gaming is that of you know those kind of people. But Jay, are you saying that women can't game? Oh my oh, god! Oh, I know, right? And that's what annoys me is that me saying that. Someone would someone would take that clip and be like, "This guy's sexist. How can he say this shit?" Yeah. Like, you didn't let me finish, okay? I, <laughs> and also, you took me out of context because I would have obviously you didn't. You, they wouldn't have included the part where I said, "Yeah," but the majority, right? And there's yeah. definitely been a massive sway in the audience of and the the consumers of gaming because there's a hell of a lot of women that game. And I'm not saying there isn't, and I'm glad they do because without them. The game industry probably wouldn't, you know, do as well because <laughs> yeah. you know we need the money because they make better games and better content for us to play in the future anyway. And, and you know, it's funny, it, Jay. It, it, it's funny uh, because you could argue the sexualization of women in games comes from the women themselves. When I see uh, thirty women streamers in the most ridiculous clothes where you've ever seen, yeah. and then I sell another like what is it, twenty-one-year-old Japan girl selling bathwater? Like, come on. You know, uh, yep, yep. It's uh, it's all part of it, that. It's definitely oh, all part it's of so that. Fascinating. I have to question people's lives and how bored they are to actively go out and try I, and assassinate people. I don't think it is. I think it's an echo chamber. It must be right. Like their group it of friends be. are all part be. of a community that think it's okay to bash people because of their opinion. Yeah, you know, there. If I mean. Even things that aren't clearly aren't an opinion on them being blatantly racist or blatantly sexist. They obviously they it's all about intent. It really is like they are they themselves know they aren't. But you can it's so easy to call someone those things and try to prove it when in you know in you can't a lot of the time you can't disprove them because you just can't. It's it's all hearsay. It's all oh he said she said or mm, you, know, you can only exactly. you can only believe the people who it's coming from their mouth. And they can they can you know yeah. lie about whether they are or they aren't. So and I I don't know the problem anyway, right? So like everyone's like, oh, Dead or Alive is horrible. It's like it's yeah, fan service, man. It's all about the fan service. Um, I love. I, it. I don't mind it. Like what's what is you know it's funny. It's, yeah. it's, it's they, one of the one of the biggest uh, arguments I've heard is, well, where are where are her organs? Have you heard this? I don't get what you mean. Right. Okay. No. So a lot of the time that you see drawn or animated female characters that are over sexualized they usually got the tiniest waist right sure, and the yeah. largest chest and the largest butt yeah so a lot of people are like well where's her organs why is her waist that small and how can her organs fit in that body she's an animated character <laughs> she's a she's a 2d she's part she's made up with ones and zeros <laughs> Right, and then their argument is, well, what about the girls who are going to play this game and look at that body and think, well, I want that body? That's like, yeah. well, 
nobody can have that body because it's impossible to get that body. So why would you want to try and get it anyway, right? Yeah. yeah. You could say the same for men. The amount of, like, ripped guys in games, like Bulletstorm or Gears, like these guys with massive chests. (laughs) And you think, there's nobody who... There's one man in the whole of Earth who looks like that, and his name is The Mountain from Game of Thrones. So true. That's the only man alive who looks like that. I think it's important that we space ourselves from social media, from images of how we should look. And that comes down to the individual. And I, I will say, there's also a lot of women who do the exact same thing, who over-sexualize men in games. Yeah. And think, oh, I'd, I'd love a guy like that, when in reality, like, there's no guy who could ever be like that. Yeah, like, there's for sure. Unrealistic standards on both sides. It's, it's, it's a double-edged sword, it really is. Yeah, 100%. And but you know, nobody, I'm sure that... Nobody Sorry? is saying nobody is in real life being like I will settle for nothing less than that than perfection. <laughs> nobody is doing that. Well, That's if they are, they're, they're probably not a very nice person. Exactly. So why would you? you then they get, from that point, you then wouldn't bother with that person, would you? Correct. So, Correct. Okay. You just ah, oh, just you don't need to think that everything is set in stone like that. I want to talk about Jay uh, a personal experience or experiences um, that I had at uni mm. with you. So I was part of the gaming writing section for our university news student newspaper. Yes, and it was like some of the best work ever. It was really fun, mm. and I got on along with everyone there. I think, um, but there genuinely was an overarching. I don't know how else to say it apart from virtue, judge, virtue judgment okay. of kind of getting on the bandwagon of any type of this kind of art, like article writing. Uh-huh. So, you know, some people, right? What? No, it was, it was all about the opinion. It was all about the judgment. It was like, so like, for example, when the Kingdom Come Deliverance thing happened, yeah. it was kind of like, I'm not going to have a rational debate with you about this. I think this is terrible. I think this is wrong. And you're going to listen or you're going to be quiet because I'm going to judge you for yeah, it. See, that's not how people should be. <laughs> that's not how people should their lives. And maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe, no, you know, I'm, I'm interpreting the situation wrong. But it was kind of a case of like, if there were disagreements it would probably be because I wasn't supporting, you know, or they didn't think I was supporting whatever their campaign was, but I was actually defending, you know, free artistic expression, but they'll never see that. No, because they think that the work that animation, I mean, they definitely have a point, which is what this kind of all comes back to in terms of like the influence of media, right. Of like entertainment, like there's people who can be influenced well, the, I mean, even though I hate this, you know, violence in video games is a big one that always it always comes back to. And people always think that these shooters, you know, shoot up scores because they've seen violence in a video game, right? Which, yeah. in my opinion, is that there there must be some level of influence there. Just like there can't not be in certain situations, in terms of like I, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of like my own experience where I could definitely say say this about like songs that I've heard, right? Like there's certain songs that make me feel a certain way, but I don't know if they'd ever make me do something, right? Yeah. Which have you ever had that before, where like you, you've played a video game and gone, oh, I'll go do, you know, I'll go shoot up this place. Yeah, I've got to say, Jay, I've never that, right? Yeah. 
No, I don't think. I don't, I don't think, think so. A lot of this comes back to that because a lot of people are worried that certain things in video games or any type of media is going to influence people to do bad things. Mm-hmm. I think, if anything, we can kind of feel bad for these people who want to who feel like they need to protect other people from yeah. certain things. I, I feel bad for people who argue that games shouldn't exist or like certain artistic expression shouldn't happen because I, I get where they're coming from they 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 care obviously they think they're doing good yeah yeah they think they're doing good but they're if anything they're just making it i mean i don't know i kind of like want to agree with them but kind of don't at the same time but like, i kind of want to i don't know if there's any like real evidence that supports what they're saying that's the thing yeah and it, it like you said it becomes an echo chamber and yeah. i felt uh personally extremely judged at certain points because of my political and or gaming you know artistic expression point of views and that's sad isn't it i I think if you can agree to disagree with someone it's okay but if you can only disagree with someone and not see it from any side other than their own then that's a problem yeah yeah i'll always try and you know see a person's point of view i actually think i'm I'm fairly good at it yeah i've definitely gotten better at it i didn't used to but i used to think that my opinion was vinyl you know when you're young you think everything you say is right because you felt it right oh i had this feeling it must be right but now that doesn't mean anything now (laughs) yeah things can change so quickly so 100 percent. yeah yeah um well that's that's a nice little section we can leave tangent from that yeah for sure let's yeah, move on um cd project red uh creators of cyberpunk 2077 have announced a xbox one x exclusive console yeah, with controller I'm, I'm annoyed about this yeah so jay just give me your thoughts man <laughs> i'm annoyed because i can't i don't want to buy this even though i want to buy it at the same time yeah i want to I know exactly what you mean i don't want to have it because it's exclusive but i don't want to buy it because i've already got one i don't want to spend the money because i'm probably gonna be getting a new Xbox X, you know, Series X in the future. So why would they want... Oh, I don't get this. Why would, I it's got to be it. marketing. It it's has to be. only marketed towards people who don't own an Xbox right now, but who are looking forward to Cyberpunk and like, right, I need to get an Xbox in time for it. But who also aren't going to get the next Xbox. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's probably... This probably is going to sell fairly well. That's like, a pretty niche market, doing. isn't it's, it? It sounds pretty niche, though. I mean, they must have, they must have done their research, though. They must have done well, they that's true. You're right. Happen unless they knew that it was going to sell, at least you know they, they have people who predict these type of things. Don't they? I disagree. One thing though, I don't think it looks cool. Yeah, it did look. It didn't. I mean, it looks okay, but I, th- I think if you'd shown me this five years ago, I'd have been pretty excited about it. But seeing it now, I'm kind of like, oh, it's a bit now. Yeah, I think we, me and you, are past a point in our lives where you know certain things look cool or whatever. Mm. Like I look at this now and I think, yeah, fifteen-year-old Nick would have loved this, but exactly. I'm not fifteen-year-old Nick anymore. Yeah, and I think it matches the theme of the game and all that stuff. But when you look at it from a from a from a piece of uh, from an item placed in your home, from a, from a fitting point of view, from a I own this item, I own this product point of view, and how it matches everything, I think it looks dead ugly. See, it says it's coming June twenty twenty, but that can't be right because the game doesn't come out till September. <laughs> So I mean, I think this probably uh, means that it's probably, yeah, probably available for purchase, like no, pre-order, that, right? Or you you get a code and you just get the game whenever it comes out, I guess. Yeah, something like that, probably. I mean, I'm kind of hoping they do this for the new Xbox. 
Yes, that I would wanna, be better. I'm looking at the design right now. I don't. I think it actually looks pretty cool. The controller is probably the best thing about it, actually. Because it's I agree fun, with that. Right. I agree with that. If yeah. They did, if they did the console on the same design as either the controller or the console is now, I wouldn't mind. And if they did that yeah. for the new Xbox, I'd buy that 100. percent Yeah. 100. percent Like I don't. I think it does look cool. Like it. It doesn't look as. This would have looked cooler five years ago. <laughs> yeah. I think. Agreed. I kind of think the console definitely could have been better. Console is it me, are... Jay, or is there a complete lack right now, both PS4 and Xbox, of good-looking limited edition consoles? I mean, I, I have one, but it was only because I needed what have you got? one. I've got the the 25-year anniversary PlayStation, I want to say. Oh, that is literally the best one! Yeah, it does look pretty cool. It's like gold and blue, but it was it was more about timing than anything else. I didn't, I didn't buy it because of how it looked. I bought it because it was actually, I think, the cheapest it weirdly it was like it was it cost as much as a new playstation but yeah that's there, right because it think. had a different color to it so i was like yes. oh, i might as well get that anyway so cool. doesn't doesn't the box and everything look unbelievably good yeah it does i've still got it it's you know hanging yeah. about but yeah I, I, in terms of like gears consoles cyberpunk whatever <laughs> it, and star wars ones for ps4 See, i just think they all look so ugly dude if 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 both the controller and the console looked like this, but it was actually like painted and it was like solid plastic color, I'd be impressed. But if it was sticker, I'd be annoyed. Do you think it might be sticker? I hope it isn't because I've, I've never had. I mean, other than the PS I've got now, isn't a sticker. It's all the you know colored plastic. No, I think I think it is. Colored this plastic, looks right? like a sticker, and that's what annoys me about it. It looks more. Like it's, it's gotta be. Printed. Yeah, it's gotta be. It's gotta be like fully on there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. If, it, if it's I'll, I'll, there, I'll be more impressed by it. But if, I mean, the, the controller definitely has to be because if it was a sticker, it would rub and look weird. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping uh, they do something like this, similar to this for both the PlayStation and or the Xbox. Like, yeah, I'm excited. To... Jay, what, what, in terms of, okay, so first of all, isn't it the case that usually at the start of a new generation they won't release limited edition consoles because they want the normal one to sell sort of yeah, thing? Yeah, that's, that... that's what annoys me about it is that, yes, that's probably more likely to happen, that we're not actually going to get a special limited edition looking one. I mean, like, so, they did, like they did with the first Xbox One, they'll probably have a day one version. Yeah, sure. Something sure. similar to that. And yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if they have... I did, they, don't, they didn't have a day one version for PS4, did they? don't think so no, doesn't so, that seem like the peak know. of hype culture of, of you know enticing edition, people dude. deluxe yeah. edition like first class like all these different names you get for different editions that makes me want to buy it so much more at least you acknowledge that their power oh dude that power works every time <laughs> honestly if a game comes out and it doesn't have a deluxe edition i'm actually more disappointed about it really yeah 100 percent so every game you buy is like deluxe edition? I'd say most of the time. Wow. I Jesus. bought the special Final Fantasy. I bought the special uh, Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> uh, which other special? I bought the special Overwatch, the Division, the first one. I bought the special of those. Interesting. I need to like, send you a picture because it's actually pretty impressive, the boxes they came in. Do it. See, it's funny because I'm the opposite. I only buy normal editions. Um, um, I, I can't remember actually the last time I bought a normal edition of a game... Final Fantasy Fifteen? Uh, no, that was like a special. That was Royal Edition. Oh, fair, fair. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I tend. I feel like it just makes. I don't know. It is obviously more money, 
but you do get things with it, things that are somewhat cool, usually exclusive, and that you can't ever buy ever again. Um, True. I don't know. No, no, it, it, makes it, it makes it special, I think. It just makes it special. And Jay, moving on to things that are special. Oh. Um, Bethesda games are very special to both of us. Mm. And you have rightfully pointed out that this week there is rumours that from IGN that Elder Scrolls 6 has began actual production. Yeah, so like with a lot of things that have happened in the past, it's, it's a job listing, essentially, right? Okay. So someone uh, at IGN has found... Who is it? Do you know? Uh, let's have a look. Andrew Smith. Thank you. What, he, what very standard name. Very standard. Uh, <laughs> very standard. That someone on, on... I think actually it might be someone on Reddit. Maybe not. Um, yeah, someone on Reddit said that they were wrapping up development of Starfield. Really? Starfield was... Their, their original IP sci-fi There game. we go. Yeah, which I still don't know too much about, but it does look good. We know nothing apart from a logo. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not. I don't think it's even a logo. It's literally like a, a floating space, yeah. like a, like a almost like an ISS type thing where it's got like oh, solar yeah. panels. Yeah, they did release an image or something, didn't they? Yeah, there's an yeah. image. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I correct myself. We know it's single player. Bethesda oh, you're right. Game. There is a logo as well. I see the logo. Yeah, um, so yeah. We've got uh, an image and a logo. Honestly, since Fallout seventy six, I've sort of lost faith in Bethesda a little bit. Agreed. Um, so I'm hoping that this is being made by them, but they're actually going to do. They're going to take the time and actually bloody do a good job on it. I really hope it's going to be good. Well, here's the thing, Jay. Okay, <sighs> I, I've been meaning to talk about this. Sorry to distract you. No, that's good. I okay. So let's break it down, right? Mm. Bethesda have become one of the biggest game studios on the planet. They have released some of the biggest games, if not the biggest games in the world. Okay, yeah. So. Not by sales, by kind of cultural, you know, impact yeah. and sales. Um, so they've grown. They've grown to three different studios. Okay, so this the studio has three different studios. Okay, mm. and they made another one for their mobile games, which they're you know cracking on with. And to be fair, they look like they're doing success with them, which is great. You know, I hope they make really good mobile games. Um, and that studio, I think also helped with the, a lot of the initial development of fallout 76 now my question to you jay is one if let's say they started minimum 2015 that means they had three years to make this game a lot of the mechanics and things are already there from fallout 4 so to me three years all right first time making a big multiplayer game fair enough maybe they needed four but three years seems like a, a an enough to make the game, so to speak, okay? Uh-huh. Moreover, if you look at interviews from E3, the year that Fallout 76 was going to come out, 2018, Todd Howard repeatedly says, you know, basically everyone in the entire um, office uh, studio is working on Fallout 76 right now. So what it sounds like to me, connecting very, very loose dots, is that either the game was being developed it wasn't perhaps coming up to scratch. They put everyone on it the last six months, the last year of the production and development and tried to get as much done as humanly possible. But even with three studios worth of people, you would have thought the game would have come out to a okay degree, I guess. But to be fair, they have updated it. 
they have put in free updates and cost and and season pass costs costs which are ridiculous by the way uh. and and the game does seem fairly fixed right now so my question is maybe fallout 76 is an okay game is actually a good if not great game so why should we doubt them when they're gonna have enough time and money to make this game so hopefully bethesda the pub or zenimax their publishing um you know head Uh. hopefully they don't rush them they know that fallout 76 was rushed perhaps and they needed more time my question to you is twofold one does that mean it's start? We don't have to worry about Starfield. Two, why do you think they were rushed for Fallout seventy six in the first place? If they were, okay. So, what was the first one? It was. Um... Um, do we should we be worried about Starfield? <sighs> uh, I don't. I think it's a fifty fifty, isn't it? Because Bethesda of like I'm now looking through their catalog of like all their studios, and I'm, um, you know, they did Doom Eternal. They did all the Doom games. They did the Wolfenstein games. They did Prey, which came out recently. And they did um, Evil Within, which actually was probably one of my favorite horror games in the last 10 years. And then they did all the Fallouts and the Oblivions, right? All the So, yeah, but that's Bethesda Publishing. So Bethesda published all those, but the in-house developers that that we know and love from the games that we love have done Oblivion, Fallout 3, Skyrim, Fallout 4, Fallout 76, alongside some mo- uh, mo- mobile games and yeah, stuff so like Fallout that. Fallout Shelter, right? That's probably- Fallout Shelter, yeah. Elder Scroll Blades. Um, yeah. So so the ones that have made the bad game, I'd probably say... Well, I mean, even Prey was actually a good game. I think a lot of people bashed that, even though. Uh, and, oh, I think I it was a good game. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think we should worry. I think they've they've got enough of a portfolio here to, for us to be impressed by what they can do. It's just whether they, what they do with it, I think, is the you know. And at the end of the day, it literally is. Well, how does this overall? Like, how is this game? You know, to I guess it could be also be like, how is this game to you? Because obviously, there's a lot of people out there who whose favorite game is Fallout seventy six and will always be Fallout seventy six. You know. Um, yeah, no, I don't think we should worry. I think. Elder Scrolls Six, I think, is probably the main thing. But if like, if Starfield is going to be like, I don't even know what Starfield is. You know, we we don't. We it don't. looks to me, if it's anything to do with space, I mean, it you know, it could be, it could be like, does it, is it going to be like Fallout? You know, like could we do we have to compare everything to Fallout when it comes to Bethesda nowadays? In terms of is the way it, it plays, fair to do that? Like, is it fair to compare? new ips that we have no idea about to things that bethesda have done previously i think it's fair to compare the type of game it's going to be completely different to anything that they've ever done we don't know it's true but i don't think it will be yeah it probably won't because most developers all usually stick to what they know yeah i mean we have had i'm i'm pretty sure we've had games though that have been done by developers that have been nothing like their previous one and have just done so well Guerrilla Games developing Horizon Zero Dawn, an open world game. Previously developing Killzone, a first person shooter. Yeah, Killzone wasn't great, was it? <laughs> no, I hear it wasn't. But Horizon's arguably a, one of the best you know, ones one of the last decade. Exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah, exactly. So, Which is kind of what I'm hoping Bethesda can pull out of their butt at this point. Yeah, like, it's funny because yeah, like they've had yes, I mean they they they've done well, but 
I don't know. I'm hoping they have. Build is something that's like so fresh and new that we, we they won't the fallout and everything like that won't even be in the conversation. Like I'm hoping that they won't even come up. That it'll just be so new and fresh that we'll have no need to even mention anything they've done before. I agree. Yeah. I think there's a few things to talk about here. Firstly, it's funny that one studio has a, a significant, you know, um, bad launch uh, over the last, say, 20 years, and people doubt them immediately, you know, and you think, well, guys, it, yeah, it happened right. once. Like, they, 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 that's they, the problem. If it can happen once, it can happen again. And usually true. if it happens once, the next one's going to be just as bad, if not worse. Well, no, but here's the thing, right? People can like, stumble, right? They can go on tilt. They can be like, oh, no, we've done bad. We'll try and do better. But they do just as bad because they, they didn't have the confidence in themselves. Sure. But but my point is, like, but more's gone right than gone bad. Maybe yeah, some yeah, people right. argue differently. Like, maybe... So I think I think the, ba- the people who are doubting them, I think they look at Fallout 4 not being as good as The Witcher 3. I think they look at uh, their trajectory and think, well, they've been doing worse and worse since yeah. Skyrim, you might argue. Um, I look at it as, okay, they had a bad, they had a bad online, you know, attempt. Fair enough. Yeah. Their mobile games, though mobile, they seem to be doing well. Um, and Blades looks, looks like it could develop the mobile genre, I hope. Mm. Um, I think we shouldn't doubt their single-player RPG capabilities. Definitely These not. are good at. Especially, <laughs> especially someone who's just played Skyrim uh, and being reminded of just how good those games are. Mm. I think that we should give them the benefit of the doubt and we should feel good about this game. Um, I think there's more to love than not to love. And I think some people look at Fallout 4 and go like, was 4 that good? It you was. Know, or, it absolutely was. It was. It made so many improvements on 3. You could say exactly. that Fallout 4 is a better version of 3, but then a lot of people would say that Fallout 3 is better just because of the nostalgia of it, right? Exactly. If, I, I asked paper, my brother, so Fallout 4 is better than 3 on paper. It is exactly an improved I, version of three. That's exactly what it is. Exactly what I was going to say. So my bro- my brother, my brother's favorite game is Fallout Three of all time. Okay, yeah, that makes it's sense. Fallout Three. And funny story, actually, how I introduced him to the game. But mm. um, his favorite game is Fallout Three. So I rang up, uh, I rang him up after I finished Fallout Four, and I was like, "Oh yeah, so you know which one do you think is better?" And he's like, "Fallout Four. And I was like, yeah, "Fallout Three yeah. is your favorite game." And he's like, "Yeah, but Fallout Four is a better game." Yes, As it, it, is. Should, it, yes. it was out like six, seven years later. Of course, it's going to be a better game. Yeah, like the shooting's better. The stories, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. so, I think a lot of game journalists don't don't look at that. They don't compare things like that, do they? No. They sort of look no. at a game and go, "Oh, well, it's not that good." They don't yeah, look at like, it and go, "Well, it's just a better version of one that's already come out," which is what they should have done. They should have gone, "Oh, yeah, it's just better a version of what's already happened." And I, yeah, like you say, like you have to incorporate the nostalgia factor, yeah, which, so by the way, factor. like lots of gaming journalists do not. I okay? would say, I would say a lot of them probably don't mention it, but I reckon a lot of their opinions are based on the nostalgia factor. No, mate. The next time you see a Mario game get a ten, I'll bring up this conversation. Same with Zelda as well. Every Zelda game is more likely. Dude, to get a new fire. Animal Crossing came out. Oh, it's brilliant. Oh, right. What what does it do that's new? Yeah, it's more Animal Crossing. I was like, yeah, right, more, more of the same thing. Great <laughs> review on Animal Crossing. Was it was it high or was it was it oh, 10 out of 10? Tell you what, I bet a large uh, part of the review of 
uh, Animal Crossing was because of how much traction it's been it's gotten over the last month. Well, to be fair, everyone you know having a lot of time on their hands helps. Yeah, like literally, I think everyone like that. I will say also that special edition Switch that came out probably helped too. Definitely, I'd actually say that I'd probably say a lot more females have bought Animal Crossing and have made it this big. That's again, we can bring that back to you know females having an impact on the on the gaming industry. Like I'd say that Animal Crossing is definitely definitely uh, marketed more towards the female audience, hundred percent. Just how how cutesy it is, right? How like pastel and yeah. the characters and how it all plays out, hundred percent. It's definitely more targeted towards that. So if it wasn't for them, this thing wouldn't have blown up as much. Hundred percent. But it's a good thing that yeah. has done this well because it means that the developers of of uh, Animal Crossing. Oh yeah, no, series, congrats uh, to them, man. Yeah, there's no, there's so, literally no bad blood anywhere. Like any any developer that makes a game should never be told that they've made a bad game and that they should stop what they're doing improve learn from your mistakes and keep going obviously 100%, 100%. obviously doesn't matter how well or how bad you've done you always keep going always keep going forward i like that mate i yeah. like that um, always jay this i know metacritic is not the be all end all and we should admit that no, however it's, good. it's a good base it's a good you the, know. the disparaging or is that the right word? The disparages between user score and Metacritic score is getting bigger and bigger every year. You can say the same for movies, dude. 100%. 100%. I love the, it. I do love it. People, I, I, I laugh sometimes, man. Dude, it, it's you can like just music. Tell. You can just tell. I never, ever, ever look up album reviews, but if I do, oh, they're no, literally the opposite. Do. Album it's, reviews shouldn't exist, which is part of... Oh, I so agree. The thing is that you could also say the same about movie reviews and or game reviews. But music seems so much more subjective to me, you know. Yeah, but the thing is, you can you can so as much you could is so as much compare music to any other media, right? Any other sort of sort of entertainment. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like it's yeah. so easy to go because it all at the end of the day, it literally just is personal opinion. Any amount of sure. media that anyone sees ever in their life is down to personal opinion. It doesn't matter. I mean, you, again, like when it comes to films, you can critique things because of the, the cinematography, the writing, the script writing, you know, all that stuff. That makes sense to me. Whereas you can't do that with music as much and you can't do that with video games as much. Like there's a level of, you know, things that – there's only certain things that be, can be critiqued because of the knowledge that's out there. But if, every, if, everyone, had, if everyone had a knowledge of – game development and if everyone had a knowledge of how music was made and if everyone had a knowledge of how writing was done then yes i could see opinions on certain things maybe being needed or not being needed because everyone would know they could critique it themselves right but not everyone yeah. has that knowledge which is what critiques are for they're there because they think the thing is if a, a critic of anything should have complete knowledge of everything that goes into what they're critiquing right but they well don't. it's hard to say what complete <laughs> knowledge is like a complete knowledge, hundred percent knowledge. Like you know every detail about everything that could have happened or could not happen. You'd think that the only person who has you, you should you you would think the only person who has the authority to critique anything is is, is an expert on, on the subject. Oh, okay, right, okay, yeah, right. Sure. We have that when it comes to news stories, right? And news, someone they usually get an expert on to say their opinion on what they think the you know the the news story should you know how it should be critiqued right how it should be talked about yeah we, we don't have that as often when it comes to critiquing movies and or games and or tv shows we do have that a lot with movies because there are some cr critics out there who have been directors or you know b 
been in the industry, but maybe not the entirety of the industry. Sure. There'd be a lot less jobs about if that was the, the thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I, I, I have to disagree that <laughs> everything is subjective because I believe that our objective uh, th- facts about art, and I'll explain what I mean. Yeah, go for it. There is a reason okay, that Fallen Order resonates with so many people. There is a reason the Dark Souls resonates with so many people, and there's a reason that Animal Crossing is apparently a good game when it isn't. No, I'm joking. But, <laughs> you know, it, it, it like resonates with people. Yeah. And I think it's because there are objective things that people enjoy or like or respect and appreciate. And I think that there's a reason why so many millions of people resonate with The Last of Us. Mm. Like, it, it is down to opinion, but I think that there is so much trend within our world. You have to ignore. Well, you 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 should entertain the idea of acknowledgement that there are some things which clearly align with us. Mm. You know, otherwise we wouldn't have. For example, I've got the hundred movies bucket list to watch on a poster next to me. Why is it that The Godfather? is yeah. so well known why yeah. is it the lord of the rings is so big why is it the, the indiana jones is so big it's like some things just resonate yeah. because because there is objective good things about things yeah, they're objectively good i think is what you're trying to say they're all, well, they like, all share the fact that they're all objectively good you can't deny that they're not that you can't they're films that you, you that no one can ever say were bad and give a good enough reason right that's kind of what i'm saying yeah Yeah, i know yeah that's what i thought yeah and you're saying there's a similar thing with games right yeah 100 percent. like if if, uh, let's let's just move away from the you know a game's broken argument like we're we're looking at more kind of mechanic choice or uh, artistic direction choice Mm. like for example you will appreciate bloodborne art more than me even though Mm -hmm. i do enjoy it 100 um but but like you say, how can you say that's bad or good? It's just art. So like yeah. in that respect, you know, it's absolutely subjective. But then when you look at the gameplay, it's like so this is objectively good. It, it's objectively good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so you can't deny of how, how much effort has been put in to make it what it is. Exactly. Which is weird when it comes to like, to, uh, like uh, there's, a, there's certain films that I hate, right? Sure. I what know. I'll. I don't really want to say it because it's a quite okay. a jarring opinion to some people. Okay. But let's just, for an example, let's just say that there's a film that I really like, like really hate, right? And for a, for a very particular reason, but I can't deny that the amount of effort that was put in to make that film is substantially amazing, right? Yes. But then, what makes me laugh is that they could put all this effort in but still make a terrible film. Yes. Right. Which again, I kind of defeats the argument we were both trying to say a minute ago, but it also reinforces it in saying that yes, you can say that f the amount of effort you put into something can mean it can be both bad and good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think I think as long as people acknowledge the amount of effort that people have put into something, they can say that it's either bad or good. Yeah, and also I would like to bring up the fact that people forget that you know human beings create things all the time and i think you know whenever we joke around 
Yeah, like whenever we joke around about things being broken or not liking Animal Crossing, it's all in good nature. I, like you say, I never want anyone to quit what they're doing because of no. what two buffoons uh, have been saying. Exactly. What we say doesn't really, you know, it shouldn't affect how you, do, how you continue to do your job. Exactly. And if all. anything, should only be a positive takeaway, yeah. if anything. Yeah. And like... It, and I do think that I do actually think that a lot of movie game music criticism completely forgets that because they try and look at it from a subjective, objective point of view. Mm. They want to look at it as this is my opinion objectively. Mm. And it's like, yeah, but your opinion is, is, is hurtful, like really hurtful. And yeah. like, all right, maybe, maybe some things are put out there and clearly they're just put out there with no effort and they're just looking for traction. And it's like, no, that is actually rubbish. Like that is objectively rubbish to a lot of people. Like you can't hear the drums It's objectively rubbish, yeah. but the majority of like things that are put out there and movies, games, games is, you know, people like talk about games. Like I think that they forget that like people are behind it. You know it takes what I mean? a like, long time to get to that point as well. Like, yeah, it can like take upwards of a year, you know, like way over a year to make a game. Oh yeah, if, if not three, it. four, five, six. Yeah, exactly. again, this can all be summed up in the in the fact that as long as someone mentions that the amount of that they appreciate the amount of effort that was put into it, they can then give they can then give their opinion on whether it's good or bad and show evidence or not show evidence. It'd be good if they did show evidence because then it proved their point or or disproved their point. You know. Yeah, hundred percent. As long as they have everything there, so it's okay. I think. Yeah, and going along with what we were talking about earlier, the yeah, I um, knew you were going to bring that. I was waiting for the, it. the hit pieces <laughs> yeah, propaganda exactly. that we it see makes that all much worse, isn't it? It makes that all a hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I'm doing what's best for everyone in society by saying that your art is rubbish, and it's like, yeah, oh, it's not how great. you should be. Yeah, that's oh, not how we should be. Yeah. So sorry, you, society, you can, Jay. You can say it's rubbish. Just also say, oh, I also appreciate the fact that they put this much effort in. But I didn't. I didn't be like respectful. It. Yeah, be, respe- be, be respectful. Be respectful. Thing is, yeah, hundred percent. I think that it also means that the people you're saying this about can then also retaliate and say what they want to say. You know, but just as long yeah. as they're not too, as long as they are either equally. Oh, I don't know. Actually, does that give them the right uh, to be equally as an? Yeah, of course. An <laughs> I don't Dude, know. They can. They can do whatever they want, man. Like if they can, you know, look, we're just asking, like, I would just say that I would like to see a bit more respectfulness and reviews. That's all. Yeah, yeah. People can say what they want as they will. But I like, you know, if the developer wants to, you know, say something back, I think that's fine. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think once this I, issue gets fixed, like, you know, being able to, yeah, being able to take things or not take things or, other people have the right to say things. I think once all that's sorted out, this whole PC thing should be a it's bit dying easier. down. It's already lo- uh, it, it, nobody cares. Fine. Honestly, depending on where you look, it's the biggest thing that anyone's ever thinking about. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I like, try I and block my mind from it. A lot of it is a very a small group of very loud people. Yeah, 100%. because they're so loud, it seems like a bigger crowd of people when in fact it's actually quite a small crowd of people. It's definitely not. Yeah. Anyone above 40 is pretty much not participating in not, that echo not. chamber. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, Jake, quick one. Mm. Met score for Animal Crossing New Horizons is 91. Ooh. Okay. Wow. And the user score is 5.2. Okay. So reviewers. Hang on, 5.2 out of 100? Out of 10. Oh, I was going to say. Right, okay. So again, 
IGN who gave it 9 out of 10, GameSpot gave it 9 out of 10. I'm, I'm very happy you enjoyed it. However, okay, I can't help but think there might be a little bit of nostalgia involved in that verdict, you know, with the with the whole 5.2 out of yeah, 10. Yeah, and then I guess it also depends on who's giving it the score as well, doesn't it? Or Yeah, I mean, to be fair, a lot of people are hating on this game on Metacritic, which is a bit harsh. Um, yeah, that's the thing. When it comes to these, you, you, you either can or can't trust them because a lot of this, a lot of the time, there's people who are disliking who are disliking it just to dislike it, and there's also people who are liking exactly. it just to like it because they exactly. they're a fan of it, so they're just giving it a, the best possible score because they don't want to ever look bad. Exactly. And there's people who want to look so bad that they'll give it the worst possible score. So it's it's usually very difficult to tell what the actual score is nowadays. <laughs> exactly. So, for example. Um, Red Dead 2 met a score of 93. Uh, first of all, way too low. Secondly, yeah. user score 5.1, which is lower than Animal Crossing. So what? 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 I've clearly just debunked my own uh, argument. It's, it's insane. That is insane, isn't it? But we both know that Red Dead 2 is incredible. So yeah, Did you just say Red Dead 2 had a, has a user score of 5.1? Yeah, on PC, yeah. Oh, I'm looking at an 8.2 overall oh oh maybe the pc one's got issues then this could just be the playstation 4 i was gonna say the pc you can't ever look at a pc review ever <laughs> <laughs> why do people hate on it so much pc reviews are also always bugged out they're all oh, fair right well, that's why i don't play pc only, yeah, i was gonna say you only ever look at a console review never look at a PC well, 8.2 is pretty good then yeah so yeah it's over ten thousand ratings you got an 8.2 there you go. Yeah, that's. that's I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, official game reviewers who get paid to review games, which you know is my dream job. Like, just you know, just try and take the nostalgia into account, man. Okay, because you're all rating Nintendo games super highly, and we all know they just ain't that good. Hmm. All right. Final well, Fantasy look. VII remake got an 88 and an 8.0. Not bad. That is similar, very yeah, similar. Very, it's only uh, ten away in terms of meta score, but only point two away for user score. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty good. Wow. I'm there looking you go. at all hundreds and all tens, lots of stuff. Yeah. I just yeah, but let's move. Well, uh, we've actually sidetracked Jay from the fact that Elder Scrolls Six is starting production. Yeah, <laughs> so but, you know that's that's way in the future. We don't have to worry too much about that. We can just say we, we're looking forward to it and we're hoping it's going to be good. I mean, compared to uh, Elder Scrolls 4 and 5, it should be it should blow our bloody socks off really, shouldn't it? It should be a 10 out of 10, correct Do you think the Starfield is actually wrapping up production then? Do you think they're going to release it next oh, year? That's weird, I don't I mean, it depends on how long they've been how, I don't know how long it's been in development Well, apparently been in development since 2016, I guess ish, mm, ish, ish that's, that's a good amount of time, I'd say four years but again, it's like a distribution of labour, isn't it? If everyone goes to work on Fallout 76 for a year, who knows how long it's actually taken to make Starfield, you know? Yeah. It's the problem with flexible studios, right? It's like, oh yeah, it took six years. It's like, yeah, but but how long did it actually take in terms of, you know, whole studio working on it? Not one person in a room. Like, the whole studio, you know. We've been talking about it for a decade. We started putting things on paper five, six years ago and active development from when we finished Fallout 4, so two and a half, three years. So they've actually been actively developing it 
this was this was in twenty eighteen. They said this right for so, Starfield. So Starfield's been in development since roughly twenty twenty end of twenty fifteen, start twenty sixteen. That's what I thought. Yeah, so, I yeah. But they've had the idea since two thousand and eight. Jesus, things what's on, the idea? So things on paper since 2012, 2013. So, so that's what I mean. For a while, so obviously they've had they've had a decade to think about what they want to do. They've had six years to think about how they want to do it, and then three or four years to actually start doing it and making it. So, do you know what's interesting, Jay? I think you were onto something earlier when you said that. You know, this could be completely standout because it's a new thing from them because maybe uh, they yeah. are looking to create a new IP and in that respect, it will be better than Fallout and Scott. There's you know, two things Scott. that get me very, very excited about games. New IPs and sequels. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. If I hear about a new IP and it looks amazing, I'm both terrified and the most excited ever because new IPs mean new stories, new history, new lore, something I can really get my teeth into, right? But yeah. then sequels also get me excited because it means, oh, continuation of something I've already got my teeth into. Perfect. Like, I love anything that gives me more history about anything or more lore about anything, I'm, I'm excited about. I'm hoping it's funny that like I... a, uh, what's it called? Uh, bloody, uh, what's that game called? The bloody Minecraft copy thingy. Um... That came out Don't on stop. PlayStation. Um, no, the uh, thing in space we fly about and you. Oh, No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. I'm hoping it's not that. <laughs> oh no, it's definitely not. It's it's nothing like that. I doubt. No, no. Hope... It, it'll be interesting to see what it is though. Yeah, I well, I really hope it's good. It does say it's supposed to be a okay. So from what I see here, it says Bethesda's new space RPG. Yeah. So at least we can go off that. <laughs> It's, it's no, definitely a single-player, like, third, first-person RPG. It kind of sounds like The Outer Worlds, doesn't it? I was, I was just thinking, like maybe they're looking at City and being like, "Ah, damn it, you guys be up to it. it." Yeah, I think, I think but it will be new a IP and all of that. Well, not really. <laughs> I, I think it'll be more unique, and I think because their their aim of City and was to make a Fallout New Vegas type, wasn't it? Do you think it'll think... be like a better version, or I say better version, a different version of Mass Effect? Yes. Yeah, I'm hoping it'll be Mass Effect 2.0. Like it'll be, it'll improve on Andro- Andro- Andromeda. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping it'll be more like that. I'm hoping it's like a Fallout type Mass Effect type thing. It'll be a Bethesda RPG in space. Yeah, I'm hoping it'll be good though, and hope it'll be really good. No bloody what are those uh, suits called in Fallout? Power armor. I hate power armor. Do you really? They're, the, they're probably the worst thing about Fallout for me. I like it. No, they're the worst thing because they don't—they're not infinite. They have a—they have a life. They have a battery life, and I hate that. Oh, Jay, you need to learn to use the battery, dude. I don't, don't like it. You got—you got, you, you got no, dude. I don't like anything that has a rundown. Doesn't that has a cooldown, <laughs> but then can't be replenished by just waiting. You well, technically, technically, you can. Yeah, okay, but it's more, you have to like work, You have to work around it. It's really annoying. It's not easy. Hear enough. me out. Hear me out. You can you can go back to your place, sleep and wait, and then buy some more batteries from a from a shop. Yeah, that's that's not good enough for me. I want oh, to, I, you know what? Jay, I, you know, some you of the best gameplays in that. 
No, no, no. Oh. You don't remember if you had like at your base of operations, you could build a, like a recharge thing where all you've got to do is put the battery in, sleep, and then pull it out again. That is a cool idea. That would have been better because it would have been it would have given me more incentive to use the power armor more. But I think the reason they didn't do that is because the power armor is so good they want to have a limited time on it. Even though that's kind of broken because by the time you have thirty batteries, you can be in it for as long as you want. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, I like balancing. That. But again, that's last news story of the day, Jay. You know, you, we're nearly through the first half of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very quick with this one. Just look, yeah, Fable Four rumors. There's a chance that it will be actually that it will be revealed in the next few months sort of the e- it was supposed to be a revealed at e3 i think was the idea i've got to be honest with you jay i can't actually consider this to be a reality otherwise i'll actually die from excitement so fable the original guys who did that lion lion head yeah they they obviously are no longer around no longer uh, around microsoft disbanded them apparently playground games are creating fable 4 what so we suspect. yeah so playground games are the guys who did Forza Horizon series, and they are based in Britain, which gives them an edge because they've got the British sense of humour. Yeah, they've got yeah, the British weather to help them. And if this is actually real and true, I don't only think they can make the best fable yet because of the technology and possibility they have. I also think, and the most polish, the polish is very important because no fable game has polish or a, a good amount. Um, I'm actually Jay. This is like this could be like I think I don't know about you, but Fable is one of my all-time favorite games. Yeah, I know it is. Like you're the Fable guy. <laughs> you're like, the guy I who's love, made Fable. I love Fable one and two. Yeah, like I mean, fan. love Fable I one and two. Like, didn't like three. Dude, three is I can't even. I've completed that. I, I, I genuinely can't remember it. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not anything to rave about. <laughs> It was it's two, sad, really. to me. Two is probably the best one. One has the most nostalgia, but two is the best one for me because two was just an improvement on one. I agree with you, mate. Yeah, two two is the Fallout Four to Fallout Three of Fable One. <laughs> Do you know what's nice, Jay? Is that yeah. I remember the day, the weekend when I was waiting for it to come in the post, and I, I was what, talking two to you or about one? two. Oh, okay. And I was talking to you about it at high school. And it's, I've, actually, I've it's, still got the guide for two. I still have that. Oh, dude. It's funny how I can remember playing that game for the first time. And now I appreciate that everyone else appreciates that it's a better game than one. Oh, so, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. nice that it's come out and, like, <laughs> moving nostalgia for both games aside, we all know it's a better game. But when you first play it, you think it's a better game. But you have to... You have to detract yourself for a couple of years to really cement whether it is, you know. Mm. Yeah, that, I agree. What uh, Fable Four? Will you buy it, Jay? If it's you know, honestly, I, I, game. I have to see gameplay. I have to see the fact that there's a much better version of uh, a level. There has to be. There has to be a good level up system. There has to be skills. There has to be like really cool abilities, stroke magic, or just something. I, to be honest, yeah. I actually prefer, I don't know if I, would I prefer this, is if they changed the time frame slightly. Yeah. Like if it wasn't just all sort of like midi, like, it's like old villager type looking, isn't it? It's all sort of like old English. Well, it was industrial in Fable 3. <clears throat> yeah, so Fable 3 was sort of like kings and queens, wasn't it? In, an industrial, was it industrial? revolution. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, they mucked that up. They really mucked that up. They could have done that so much better. Dude, that game was so broken. I'm trying to think what you basically you kind of want to have Fable be. It's almost like Assassin's Creed, isn't it? It sort of has to be within a certain English time frame. 
It yes. kind of has to be a part of Britain, but in a, in a very particular time. You know, it'd be really good if they did a Scottish fable. I can get on board with that. Where if they did like a like a what's a, what's that woman's name? <laughs> um, hang on, uh, female. Uh, Jay, you talking about the main female? Uh, hang on. Okay. Let me see if I can look this. Ah, oh, is it? Oh, it begins with B, but I can't remember her name now. Beatrix? No. Are you uh, talking about your sister in the first game? No, I'm not talking about a game at all. I'm just talking about a real person. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, damn. Hang on. Scottish. Not Braveheart. Female. Um... <laughs> B. Damn it. Wow, what do I search to say? Look this up. Is she an actress? No, some historical figure. There we go. That's a good one. Oh, Queen Anne? No, 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 no. Where is she? Oh, damn it. I'm not going to be able to find it. Okay, well, I can get on board with the Scottish fable. Yeah. I think... Uh, it is technically the Swam. It's the UK. It's not England. It's still the UK. It's still like true. it has to be anything that has any amount of history, like really in-depth history. Right? It will. It will. What what time frame do you think they should go for? Well, Fable One was like what? Uh, I mean, I guess it could be like Middle Ages, like medieval, right? It was like Fable yeah. One, Fable Two was like medieval. Yeah. <sighs> Fable Three yeah. was. What eighteen hundreds? If it was industrial, yeah, yeah. So yeah. any time before the sixteen hundreds, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I think they should go, just go back. Oh, wait, just go oh, back. definitely go back. Definitely like, go like back. The origins of where this magic came from, or something. Exactly. You know? like, Jay. The reason, the reason why the the world even has magic in it, like, because obviously, exactly. Yeah. You, do you know how you finish the game, Jay? You, what? okay. What, like you're the reason why or something? Maybe you're the guy who... Get this. Go, 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 go. Get this. You have a bad ending and a good ending for this game. First of all, it's a prequel, not a reboot. Oh, 100%. But they'll make it out like a reboot. And then you'll finish the game being part of Twin Blades gang, right? And you will be the one who murders your mum and dad and blinds uh what's her face in the first game yeah it could be that yeah that'd be good Ooh. that'd be really good hire me yeah you know what I'm saying? i mean thing is i mean if it's already in development and pretty much done at this point then it's already been sorted out isn't it so. yeah that's true that's true well, but um yeah. dude I, I i if we're if we if there's a conference we're going to be chatting to each other live while it happens and i'm going to go bizarre I know why I remembered it now. Cool. So, Boudicca. Okay. Do you know who Boudicca is? Mm-mm. She's the... Well, well. There's like there's, she's not really that much known about her. That means a lot, but not as much about her origin. So, a, a lot of people say that she was 
born into the essentially the the Celtic tribe, which is basically the Scots, right? Yeah. She she's actually, her her full title is Boudicca of Iceni. That rings a bell. Iceni is basically the the tribe name for East Anglia. Yeah, Queen of Iceni. Yeah, Boudicca. Right. Right, so she got married to someone, the the king of Iceni, essentially, uh, and basically rattled and got enough people rattled to make the Romans bugger off, essentially, right? Because the Romans were trying to take over uh, England at the time. Yeah, and I think that I think she's quite a good like that whole time period would probably be quite a cool period to go back to. This was between thirty A.D. and sixty A.D. Crikey. So quite a oh, I, think, ago. I think we could do it. I think we can do it. They're probably not going to do that. That's just a wild guess, but that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> well, Joe, we've gone through the news. How about we do um, a look over the Rockstar release pattern? So, Rockstar Games release plan. Mm. This follows from a new story rumors of gta 6 being early in development apparently yeah and i think it would be a good time to look over rockstar games's release schedule for the so next what have they got coming up then so announce games mm. nothing oh uh, continuation updates we've got gta online and red dead online so they're supporting both of those with new content all the time and the guess is gta 6 is apparently in production apparently it will be a smaller game which they will update to be a large game over time to me that sounds very not rockstar at all so i can't i don't know if i believe that but then there's also like apparently you know a bully 2 has been rumored forever um and Max Payne 4, will we ever see that? Probably not. So, My question to you... Go yeah, on. go on. There you go. Okay. My question to you is, what exactly is their release schedule looking like? And why have we moved away from a rock star which used to develop and publish, I don't know, um, four or five games a generation, if not more? I think there's a fairly obvious answer here. Mm-hmm. And that is, because the way games are now, they require quite a lot of time to get right, especially with the the brand and the uh, the reputation that Rockstar has. Yeah, they now have to make every game the best possible version of what it could be. Yeah. So between ninety eight and twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, they probably released like forty games, right? And they released. They didn't have a year. Where they didn't release a game between ninety eight and twenty fourteen. They released that, at least real? at least one, if not three to like Yeah, I'd say so ninety eight there was one game, ninety nine there was three. Between two thousand two thousand two there was nine. Jesus. Two thousand three there was six. Two thousand four there was three and then three three one two three two one one one, right? It's of twenty fourteen. So they definitely slowed down the further they went. Um mm-hmm. And then between 2014 and 2018, there was nothing. Two. Well, nah. okay. GTA 5 came out in 2013, and then yeah. Red Dead 2 came out in 2018. Yeah, so between those years, nothing. Which I'm yeah. guessing, those that big space there is development time for the next lot of games that are coming out. Well, I assume that was all Red Dead 2. 
I kind of, I don't know. I mean, it could have either all been Red Dead 2, or it could have been a mixture of Red Dead 2 plus some other things. True. So, okay, you might want to look this up to double check me, but from what I can remember, GTA 4 comes out 2008, and whether you like it or not, it was huge. Yeah. And then Red Red Dead 1 comes out in 2010. And then GTA 5 comes out in 2013. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, that's a lot of momentum. And it's been five years and we've had one game. Yeah. Sorry, five years since 2013. Yeah. It's now been seven years. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it depends on what Rockstar, their capabilities, but they've either spent the last five to seven years developing both Red Dead and GTA 6 or something else. Or, or they're now going to spend the next four or five years developing GTA 6 and or something else. Or not at all. Or perhaps most of their efforts have genuinely gone to online updates because that's where the money's coming in. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it seems like a bit of an Epic Games situation going on here. AKA drop everything, Fortnite is blowing up, everyone get on Fortnite right now. Sure. That's what sure. happened, I'd say, two years ago, 2018. There was a game that was an online game called Paragon. Yeah. And I played Paragon, the hell out yeah. of that, and they dropped it. And they were like, right, Fortnite's <laughs> doing well. We're dropping this game. Yeah. Bye-bye servers. Uh, yeah, your enjoyment's gone. So I was like, okay. Um, I feel quite bad for the developers of that, actually. Well, I do too, because it's a pretty good game. Um, okay. But yeah, it seems like... I mean, the thing is, GTA 5's had that. I reckon that's probably what G- the gap between GTA 5 and 2 is also part of. Is uh, is the amount of money that GTA 5 is pulling in. Yeah. Like, I, I also think that because Rockstar have the amount of money they have now, they've probably got enough money that they can spend the next probably 5 to 10 years not producing another single game. 100%. They could literally spend the next decade making the next best game and not have to worry about losing out on money. But the question, is, the question is, should they not just follow the template they were following before to reach that point to continue it? So mm. to I arrive at GTA V, you go through... Good enough, right? Sorry? They must have figured out that their, their reputation now is so high that they could bring out any game and it'd probably do well. Sure, but what I mean is perhaps they should look at their process of how they got to GTA 5, i.e. the biggest commercial success in perhaps video gaming ever, and look at that and go, okay, well, how can we we do that again um, sustainably? You mean catch lightning in a bottle? Yeah, try and do that again. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I've always considered GTA 5 a timing thing. Oh, 100%. It was perfect timing. And the fact that it then got ported, like half of the sales are the port sales, you know, at least. So for me, it's a, it's just a timing thing because every GTA has been huge, but it just seemed like GTA five came at the perfect time and was the perfect game at the perfect time. Yeah. I think it was the audience as well. The audience had, had grown up enough probably to appreciate it. And probably the, the kids who around 2000 and, Towards 2008, when GTA San Andreas, um, Boy, and, and all that, yeah, all yeah. that came out. They were too young to play, so they thought, oh, um, by the time 2013 rolls around, all those kids will be 18, so they'll be able to play it. Well, true, but let's be honest here: a lot of 20, like 13 year olds are playing, God knows what, anyway. 
Yeah, I was. I've been playing GTA Five anyway. I've been playing San Andreas since the day it came out. I want to say. And part of it is the fact that gaming's bigger than ever. You know, more consoles sold than ever. So that's part of it as well. Yeah. yeah. But it's strange because GTA Five isn't that different from other GTAs. So why is it? just 10 times bigger than any you know well not that bigger but like four three four times bigger than any other gta that came before it that that's my question you know it came out the same time as one didn't it like roughly the same time as it yes so i reckon that was probably a lot of new people coming in being like oh gta give this a go but that's here's the thing it was first on 360 exactly so the people who didn't have any console were like oh i'll get this one oh five comes with it cool well, no, right. no, because it wasn't on Xbox One at launch. Was it not? No, it was like oh. 2014, 2015. Okay, maybe not then. Hmm. I think it might be a year later, actually. But yeah, I, I think remember. it might have been a year. But like, that's got to, that's got to contribute. But it's it, it's funny because it's become the certified casual gamers game to have. Um, yeah, it was not actually that easy of a game either. That's what I mean. Not really. I mean, it's actually like you could definitely get stuck on that game. I mean, you'd have to be a fairly well, I, bad gamer, but I, casual, what I mean, the, average, the average casual gamer would probably struggle with a little bit. I guess what I meant by casual gamer was someone who owns a games console but only plays three games: FIFA, COD, and GTA. Oh, I see that kind of boy. You mean? Yeah, <laughs> not not like I think someone who's who experiments with video games probably has more diversity in their game choice than that sort of gamer. Yeah, you're right. You're right, uh, and like whatever. Well, like, they had the money to buy it because they've only got two games. They've only got COD and, and FIFA. Well, exactly. exactly. <laughs> but you got you got to remember, Jay. They got to buy that every year. Both of those every year. Yeah, you know true. what I'm saying? Exactly. So that's probably the reason uh, why they only buy those games because they can only afford it once a year. You know, and as we all know, those games differ so much every year. So yeah, you know, so different. <laughs> so different. You know, it's funny actually, Jay. You know, because I think. Talking very broadly here, we're probably thought of as like complete nerd video game nerds. Mm. Um, but then it's like by people, yeah, no, for sense. sure. Like we know what we like, but we also know a lot more about the, the community as a gen as an idea. So, well, okay, for me, oh. Jay, right, it would be like liking first person shooters, but buying Wolfenstein Youngblood. Like, we've both done enough research to know we're not going to buy that game, but. I feel like no matter how bad a FIFA is, they're buying the FIFA. Oh yeah, because it's even if it was bad, it's still be. It's like for them, I feel like FIFA is like pizza. Even if it's bad, it's still good. Ah, uh, interesting point. Like it still tastes nice. Point. It just doesn't taste as nice as maybe a previous one yeah. or a future one. You know, I think they've just got hope. They've got a lot of hope, <laughs> yeah. which we do about some games too. You know, we hope too much sometimes. We hope not enough sometimes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like you say, ebb and flow on that one. Yeah. So yeah, in terms of when this next one's really coming out, I don't know. <laughs> I think it'll be out before 2030. I think that's probably a guarantee. Uh oh, Jay. I'm, I want to say. I want to. Ha- well, if you had to guess, let's say if you had to guess the year. Within if a I'm year. With you, mate, if I'm honest with you, mate, Red Dead Two is so big and so exactly what I've wanted ever. It's kind of, for me now, it's kind of a case of, okay, if Rockstar come out with another game, cool, but, like, I'm not going to be rushing to play it because GTA's oh, never done never done what Red Dead does for me, and 
Bully Bully is in that, and I love GTA Five, but like I don't play it anymore. I feel you like know? you saying that is probably good feedback for Rockstar and being like, right, we're not going to bring it out sooner rather than later. Then we'll let these people still get bored of Red Dead Two. Because <laughs> mm. I'm guessing that's what they would have done with you know GTA Four. You know, people weren't playing GTA Four in 2012, 2013. I mean, there might have been, but not as many people as when they were playing 2008. Yeah. 100%. So, I mean, uh, I don't know what the numbers are, but I reckon the numbers are probably bigger than ever on GTA 5. Oh, I would imagine so. Play that. A lot, a lot of people. Yeah. Well, maybe not as big as launch, but... Very consistent um, thing on that. They must do, mustn't they? Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's just, yeah, I don't know, dude. Uh, for me, I'm at a point now where... If G- what I'm trying to say is if GTA 6 comes out, I'm just going to go, great, another 100 hour like single player game I'm going to have to complete. That's kind of, that's kind of how my thinking is right now, today. Yeah, right, right now, right. I'm saying that GTA, when, when it does come out, you probably won't be thinking that. You'll probably be thinking, great, a new GTA, I'll play this. Hopefully. It'll, it'll, have, been, it'll have been long enough. Hopefully. You know, Red Dead 2's already taken me two years. If it comes you out agree? 10 years after five, then I think that's probably like the earliest it could ever come out. Wow, that's so long. Yeah, but I know it's long, but it doesn't feel like long because 2013 was seven years ago, so we've only got three three years to wait. <laughs> like no, we've got less time to wait than we would have done since launch, right? To be fair, though, I do think that the gap between five, GTA 5 and Red Dead 2 felt and was pretty big. Five, yeah, five years, five years. Yeah. yeah. I know we had the port of GTA 5, but... And I played so, GTA Five like 2015. That, that matches up with the five year span between 2018 and 2023, then, right? Yeah. So if correct. we say I say 23 is probably the earliest you could probably expect five, six. Wow. Five years and five years, right? Yeah. 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 We'll go with that. Anything after that think... is fine, but you know, whatever. Yeah. And you <laughs> think any other? It's probably rushed. I don't know. Any other games coming out from Drugstar? Do you think before then? No, I think they're probably going to spend their time on six. I mean. I can't imagine them wanting to do much else. How do you think they stay motivated, Jay, when they don't have to get up in the morning in terms of financially? The thing is, we don't know. They probably do. Oh, true. You mean like the people who own Rockstar or the people who work there? Yeah. <laughs> well, once Dan Holmes left, he was a, I think he was a founder and he was one of the main creative leads of the recent I mean, games. He probably still has a, st- st- you know, a stake in it. Hey, yeah. He's definitely still part of the company. He just doesn't work there anymore because he's probably got enough money to live for us as well. Yeah. He wow. just retired early, didn't he? Yeah. It sounds it. It sounds yeah. it. I mean, you would do, though, um, wouldn't you? Like, there's no reason to work in the rest of your life. If you well, unless, unless, <laughs> unless you have a creative, you know, a creative uh, need. And technically, you wouldn't need to work as long as you still made the same amount of money. Because if you're, you're, if you're your own boss, you can still get paid how much you were getting paid without having to work a single day in your life. It's true. Yeah. As long as the people who work below you make enough money for you, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Whether that's, yeah. you know, if that's lawful or not, I don't know. <laughs> well, are, so are you excited for Rockstar's next game? Did you play Red Dead 2? Uh, yeah, I still need to complete it. Oh, you know, I actually yeah. looked at it the other day and thought, do I want to download this right now? Or do I want to oh, play okay. Wolfenstein? And I picked Wolfenstein. Have, how far did you get in it? Uh, oops, I'm trying to remember. It's probably ages ago when I played it. Um... I'm a good amount. How many chapters are there? Well, I can't say. What you can't say because you won't say. You won't. You won't say because you want to spoil it. What? Uh, spoilers. 
Is that a spoiler? Yeah. I don't think it is. I could Google it. <laughs> I wouldn't. I assume you know the ending anyway, knowing you. No, I don't, actually. Okay. Jay, I need you to download Red Dead 2 right now. I need you to finish that game. Oh, free, uh, I'm, not, uh, I'm not in the mood, honestly. I need, you be like, be. I need to be in the mood for it, I think. Did you get bored? No, I think something else came out. I might have to Google okay. it, actually. Um, so it came out in well, nothing... 2018, right? Yeah, but nothing came out two weeks after it because everyone knew that it'd be financial suicide. Yeah, the game that came out after Red Dead 2 was Fallout 76. Mm. And Spyro Trilogy, actually, on the same day. But anyways, I, I thoroughly recommend you play it. Are you excited for Rockstar's next game, Jay? <clears throat> I mean, I guess when they, they make good games. Yeah? Do, are you a big GTA fan? Uh yeah, I mean to an extent. Um I mean, you know, four was fine. I mean it was I did I the ones I played the most of were San Andreas and Vice City. I completed five and I liked it. I think I'm actually might have even played it twice, I can't remember. But I'd say five is probably the best GTA ever. Yeah, so would I. It beats out the nostalgia of Vice City and San Andreas easily. Yeah, which is actually surprising. weirdly in my head, I'd say best to worst probably goes five, four, and then everything else below it. You like four? I, I love four. Yeah, four's great. See, I played four for the first time a few years ago, and I got to say, Jay, I found it extremely boring. Oh, it's, it's very boring. It's very plain. It's very not colourful. It's very bland. Well, the first dude, I'm not joking here. The first seven missions you drive, that's it. Yeah, that's very true. I will say actually, the DLC for four is very good. Well, I, I, that's the thing. I finished, I played and finished the Battle of Gay Tony, which is way more fun than GTA Four yeah, is. I will say, Battle of Gay Tony beats the actual base game itself. It, I think so. It was so good. I think because it had color. There was just color everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it was basically like playing Vice City again. It felt great. I, I, enjoy, I enjoy that DLC, but GTA 5, like you say, I, I think GTA 5 is possibly the best written game ever made. Uh, yeah, no, it's most very well, well written. Most well very written. Well written. Yeah. Oh, I just think it's incredible. Are you still looking it up, Jay? Uh, no, I'm actually looking up November uh, releases 2018. Do you think something came out twenty nineteen? See if anything after um, Red Dead came out that would have been interesting to me in any amount of way. <laughs> um, don't think so. But there's so there's so many games that came out. Jesus Christ! Uh, there's no like definitive list. This is annoying me. It's all right. Don't worry. Um, Sorry, I know there's a good one. So I was good there. But I I think. You should play it. But to be fair, Jay, speaking of back catalog or yeah, backlogs, yeah. um, if you're ever stuck, you should definitely ask because I will tell you the best games to play that you haven't played. I could probably say the same to you, my guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. If you know me, if you know me, yeah, fair. Star Wars is a good recommendation. I mean, I was going to do anyway. Yeah, I mean, I can only really go off of what I've played, I suppose. Not, I, I don't know. I feel like I probably. Well, I mean, I probably could. Uh, the you know. fact you haven't completed God of War reboot is shameful. You know what? I looked at that again. I have it. I just haven't haven't played it. I looked Jay. at it. 
Uh, it's like two days ago, I looked at it and went, "Do I want to play Wolfenstein? Do I want to play God of War? I'll play Wolfenstein." Like I was more in the mood for Wolfenstein. Yeah, and I, you know, and that's fine. I'm not going to challenge that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. makes sense, doesn't it? Well, let's Jay. Let's move on to the last segment of the show, or second to last segment of the show, because at the moment, you know, the audiences are going to live to hear this. <laughs> it's true enough. <laughs> yeah. Jay, it's time for history dip. So, first on the list, let's deal with your Mark's email request, as yeah, we promised that, last do week. That, do that, do that. Best game moments, future? Future? Yeah, what? I put future just for, like, uh, like not games that came out, like, 10 years ago, but maybe games that came out more recently. I can do that. I've, so, to be quick about it, <laughs> I have played through uh, a significant amount of backlog games in the last four years, mm. um, and I've pretty much covered every game I've ever wanted to play. So a lot of my best gaming moments have actually, well, a, a significant ones have been in the last few years. The one I think that will not surprise anyone mm-hmm. is the most emotional one, and the one which, if you know it, you definitely know it, but it is the most impactful game moment I've ever had. And it's the beginning of The Last of Us. Oh, I won't okay. say what happens, but... Um, Again, I it, have it. Still haven't played it. I'm getting there, my guy. I'm getting there. Uh, it's the most emotional moment I've ever I've ever played through on a video yeah. game. I'm trying to remember. And it, yeah, I guess, weirdly, a lot of the more emotional stuff that's happened to me recently is... Uh, Final Fantasy. Oh, yeah, it was just such a different, you know, like experience. It's um, Very yeah, last, I imagine the Last of Us opening um is about ten minutes, mm. maybe fifteen, and it made me more emotional than any game has over any number of hours. Mm. Okay, I mean, it was consistently uh, made you feel. Emotional. No, as in, as in the game made me more emotional in 10 minutes than any other game ever has. Oh, see, I get that with anything in over like 30 seconds, honestly. You can show me 30 seconds of a completely new thing and I've already fallen in love with most of the characters. <laughs> That's not even a joke. Not even a Dude, joke. Dude, this... The opening of The Last of Us is probably the best gaming moment I've ever had. Okay, okay. Um, Makes sense, makes sense. Yeah, what about you? Yeah, I'm now looking. What, you want me to give me, like, best ever or just, like, one in general? One out of the many. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah. Can you get? Can you give your best ever? Best ever. Uh, the ending of Final Fantasy XIII is up there for me, I've got to say. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that's definitely up there. I mean, any of the recent Final Fantasy stuff I've done. Um, and actually, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Interesting. For me, was a really big one very recently finally went back and completed Lotus Assassin's Creed as we know. Syndicate blew me away. Like it surprised me how good it was. Have you got a particular moment from that game or a game in mind, Jay? Mm-hmm. Good question. I'll tell you what, Firewatch. Do you know Firewatch? I do. Yeah, yeah I'd say Firewatch. It's like the ending of Firewatch was very emotional and weird. And okay. memorable for me. Just because of how you, like the game actually lended itself to you going around and listening to certain things 
Yes. Because if you didn't, you really wouldn't understand much about the story. Um, yes. And the, the story in that is amazing. How did it affect you? Um, it made what, me what think, you... It sort of like made me sort of think about real world stuff, I guess. Like maybe like relationships and like the future. And maybe like well, how the human, how like men behave in certain situations, maybe. Because mm. the majority of the story of Firewatch is about a man who has separated from his wife, I think, but for a very odd reason. I don't want to give too much away. Yeah. Um, and he's sort of like finding himself going in the middle of these, you know, giant woods or whatever, trying to find himself and ends up finding something that he didn't, I mean, he knew he wanted, but he didn't. It, like, I don't want to, I don't really want to spoil it. It's, it. it's like one of those games that's so like kind of spacey and supernatural almost. It's kind of like um, the ending isn't given to you on a, you know, on a silver platter. It's sort of, you have to kind of put two and two together. And if you See, understand it, if you understand it, you understand it. If you don't, you don't. But because I understand it, I appreciate it more. And if I see break... any more than that, it kind of like ruins it. That's the thing. <laughs> maybe like you very can... For sure. Yeah. They're, um, so, Campo Santo, they're, they're in Valve now. Um, yeah. I think, that, I think they helped. People. Yeah, I think they helped develop Half-Life Alex. I want to say they didn't. There was another game that came out that was by the same people who did Firewatch, right? Uh, that it was going to Valley of the Gods yeah, or something. Yeah, but it didn't. No, yeah, because when Valve absorbed them, the whole project just got put on hold. Oh, okay, it's a shame, isn't it? It's a cool game moments, Firewatch for you. Anything else, Jay? I mean, I think my favourite game of all time is still L.A. Noir. Okay. Um, that whole aesthetic of that was just insane. <laughs> like, again, like a lot of games for me just come down to aesthetic, like the way they look and feel, like the time, like the time span, like the fifties is just such a cool. And the fact that it's like murder, it's literally you can like you know how we said about. I want to be a Jedi in Star Wars. Well, I want to be a murder detective in the fifties in Hollywood. Like, how cool is that? Yeah, for sure. Like, for sure. Me, that's just that's just spot on. And what do you think that the style and art impacts more than the game itself? So yeah, only you... was that thing where they they start to use facial recognition for games, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, like the, it was Rockstar, right? Yeah, so. Yeah. It was when they had that technology that looked at the time looked amazing. Right now, it doesn't look as good, but because they use it in pretty much everything now. But um, at the time, it was like it was it was part of the mechanic of the game, wasn't it? Because you had to tell whether someone was lying with their face or not. Yeah. So it actually played into it quite well. Um, yeah, I think there was like a, but I think they actually touched on the Black Dahlia murders in the game, and it sort of like made its own history of the the. You know the the things that played out in real life. I think that was a good moment for me, like just sort of being able to 
live in the world that real world things happened but like giving yeah. it its own spin on it like, i would have actually preferred if it went like more gory if it was like almost like a hbo show <laughs> it wasn't as like in like i don't know i think limitations of the technology maybe like i'd love if they made like a really really like a hbo show level gore like murder mystery in the 50s or in the 60s type show almost like a like a tarantino film but brought to game like how cool would that be well it's funny you say that jay because um i mean this is kind of on a similar tread 1950s 60s our history dip for today is mafia 2 oh yeah so it's it's kind of in a similar universe right of like 50s gangsters yeah it was after after the war because the first mission in that is you're in the war in italy yeah Right, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, you play the soldier, don't you? And you come back from the war, and it's all cold, and you have to go help someone fix their car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Mafia 2 when it came out because I thought it looked good, and I was pretty blown away by the storytelling in that game at the time. I feel like it's fallen by the wayside a bit in terms of recognition, but oh, I thought the story was excellent. When I mean, it's, uh, got, it's got really good reviews 97%, 9 out of 10, 9 out of 10. Oh, that's good. I'm glad yeah, about that. I'm glad too. Yeah, that came you... out August 2010, if you're wondering. Wow. Oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah, I I really enjoyed Mafia 2 a lot, and I wish I played it probably a little bit more. What did you... I see the graphics what... hold up really well. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I, um, Mafia 2 was a, a, a game changer for me. It sort of, like, introduced storytelling in, in a very mm, different way. Uh, the storytelling mm, is massive. And thankfully, the graphics hold up enough to actually play that out well enough for me to believe in it, you know. I remember the cars looking particularly good in that game. Oh, yeah. The, that was actually a big part of it. Is the, the driving mechanic was actually really good in that. Yeah. So that was 2K, I, that wasn't it? Yeah, 2K yeah. check. Wow, okay. Yeah, no, I, I liked Mafia 2 a lot. Um... Is it Vito Scaletta? Is that his name? <laughs> wow, it's been a while. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, no, I yeah, really like Matthew. Yeah. That head on, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's. Um, I really like that game. I think it's definitely a game you should play if you're going through the you know classic three six or three six generation games. And the uh, the achievements on that are actually pretty satisfying. Yes, they, I remember they that are. being one achievement that was really annoying. It was like something about you had to like stealthily go through a bank or something like halfway okay. through the game and that was just that sucked but other than that <laughs> other than that i don't know if i 100 of this i'll have to double check there wasn't that much to do in the open world but i think there was the story was good enough to serve it mm. i really enjoyed mafia 2 yeah mafia 2 was special definitely yeah um, quick reminder for anyone who's still alive that you can write in to the TGO show at contact at thegameopinion.co.uk uh, Jay let's let's finish up on the TGO show thank you for joining me this week and I hope you you have a good week and thank you for your contribution what will you be playing this week Jay? So it's looking like Borderlands 3 at least for tonight just to see how oh, that yes. is yes yeah um, and then it'll probably be Trials of Mana, although it depends on because there's there's definitely no <clears throat> there's definitely no uh, 
guides for that at the minute I've checked. <laughs> and, I don't, and nobody's been able to get an early copy of the game to actually play it and get any guides up. So I'm, I might wait a week on that. I don't know. I might I might complete Col- um, New Colossus first. No, Red Dead back. 2, mate. No, you, you meant to say Red Dead 2. No, I meant to say uh, Wolfenstein 2, <laughs> I think. Yeah, right um, no. So, yeah, I think I'll do one of those first, and then we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Great. Okay. How about well, you? I look forward. I will be Red Dead 2 all the way, mate. Yeah. Yeah. So you, yeah. you have completed that. You just haven't got everything done. Yeah. So you let me... Like you completed the story, it's just you haven't done everything else. Yeah. So I've done... Uh, technically i've done 95.2 percent wow that's that's insane so now i'm doing hunting requests which is my last great collectible aside Mm. from skinning every animal in the game um and that's kind of the last great side mission i've got to do i'm on a four out of five which isn't too bad i'm actually fairly hopeful about the last few animals and then i've got to get a gold medal on every story mission so that's fun. Okay. So that's what I'm doing at the moment. So I'm not too bothered about the gold medals because I get to see the cutscenes again and I do love the uh, Red Dead 2 cutscenes and acting. But I'm now going to play the same mission fight for the fifth time and I'm getting pretty impatient with it now. Okay. So we'll see how it goes. But I feel good about it. I feel like I'm getting back into Red Dead 2 in a really good way. I can see the end of the road rather than just being uh, confused in the fog. I can Mm. see the end of the road and I I can see it's achievable. I've got a couple of achievements to do. I've got all the online stuff to do, but I'm hopeful. So, yeah. Good. Yeah, no, I'm... I'm kind of waiting now because you <laughs> I like both Red Dead and Skyrim are sort of both of those kind of games that take so long to get 100% on exactly mate and they'll and be you've, so you've been good so once. close to both of them for so long so exactly yeah, I appreciate your understanding that. it's I'm really looking forward to get uninstalling Red Dead 2 because it drinks 105 gigs so oh, that's a point yeah it's pretty big isn't it yeah 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 so modern warfare 2 when that arrives but we'll talk about that next week mm. um but yeah so have fun in warfare side 2 do you think anything to trials of manor after that basically yeah i think i will do with own first just because i'm sort of still in the mood for it and then trials of manor will be like a good refreshing kind of will you rpg experience hopefully will you do all the dlcs for wolfenstein 2 yeah i don't i don't know i'm hoping they'll be good i might like see how i feel at the end of this actual game a lot of the time i get like really you know out of steam by the end of that so i don't know how to yeah i've got i've got to admit jay i looked at my achievements while we're talking about it and i don't think i did the uh, dlcs or or did all of them i think Mm. i got bored i think i got steamed out yeah which will more than likely happen annoyingly but yeah yeah and I think I remember looking at the <clears throat> looking at the cutscenes for the DLCs and thinking, yeah, I didn't miss any uh, missing miss anything special there. I've mm. got to say, so I might go back and mop them up. Probably won't because I've got to do Red Dead Two. I think I'd rather do that. But 